Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for Below Grade Level. Tell your parents you're going to a sleepover. Welcome to Below Grade Level, the show where we take the books that we read as children and read them as adults and ruin them. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Eaton. With me as always are Becca Eaton. Hello. And Chris Oleski. Hello. And today we have a very special guest. Um, first time on Below Grade Level, but not the first time on a podcast with us. That's right. It's very confusing. But John Walker is here. Hello. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good. Well, he he had read before with us. He and had. I believe it was a Babysitter's Club book at the time. Have, have I been repackaged yet? You were. Not yet. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So as of Just uh, as of I'm well, wrong. if you are uh, if for you're, us, it's in the past. If you are, but for you, it's, it's in the like future. Lost. <laughs> Did I open the curtain too much? <laughs> Both timelines exist. Yeah. We're in the uh, we're, the we're, worst timeline. We're, is where we're we are. in purgatory now. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you if you are someone that we know, probably one of our two friends who listen to this is sixty five the podcast, our old show. If you listen to all of that, you're shit, down to two. When when I used to come on, you guys said five or six. Oftentimes, we're down it's, to two. We're down to like one. We've had some fall off. Yeah, <laughs> I really got to hire a publicist <laughs> to keep me away from these um, but non yeah, opportunities. You were you. I moved away. We're <laughs> on that show a couple of times. I think we did a couple episodes. With yes, you. Uh, but as far as below grade level, our new show where we are reading. Books, uh, this is your first time. Right. It's my first time, but but I will stress, it was a Babysitter's Club book that I did read, I think maybe mm -hmm. two two sections. I don't think it was of the same book, but I do think I was on two episodes where we read. Yeah. And I, I remember having a lot of fun. Well, I remember running out of voices. I, rem <laughs> I remember specifically the episode title came from yes. a section you read where someone had a bunch of like like food in their mouth. And they said, have you a foofa or something like that? Yes. <laughs> and like, boy, we had a lot of fun with that one. So those were the days. We are reading Babysitter's Club number one, Christie's Great Idea. Who Last, wrote it? And it's written by Anne M. Martin. It took you a, a surprising amount of time to find well, the author's like name looking, on there. So I was like looking down here. It was, was like, written it's, by Christie's Great Idea. It's written by, idea. Great idea. It's written by Scholastic. <laughs> it's written by Scholastic, yeah. <laughs> It's a, what year did this book come out? Oh, I don't fuck. It's a great idea. That's a great question. Um, that is a great idea to check. Let's see. Your <laughs> years uh, are a great idea. Copyright 1986. Oh, yeah. This is as old as you. Yeah, it and is. you. Yep. And I will stress that the youngest I could have been reading this book would have been 13. Yeah. So I, there's no way that I could have had the even if I had so do you been like rushing to the booksellers, reading? I've been rushing to B Dalton's uh, <laughs> at Century Plaza Mall. To get this hot new book, The Walden's. Babysitter's Club, I would have been sort of aging out of it, maybe, at 13, as a boy. Uh, did boys read this think, ever? No, I don't, I think, so. I don't think so. No. But I will say that a lot of these series of books, the big ones, Goosebumps and Babysitter's Club, mm -hmm. when I worked at a library in the youth department, um, 
I was struck by these books. They all had come along after I was at that age where I would have probably devoured them, you know, yeah. because yeah. I don't think there were, I'm not saying there weren't series you just had like the boxcar children, but there was you? a lot less. Yeah, and you guys are probably old enough to remember the sort of like the fact the fact that there's a lot entertainment, a lot of entertainment now that's directed at kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sort of unabashedly, there wasn't that same amount of stuff. So I, I will imagine the club doesn't have any nostalgic value for me for that for that reason. So yeah. it's interesting. These you you said that the books we read as kids. Yeah, I didn't read. Well, and we're kids. also like. What what books did you read as a kid? David Copperfield. I remember reading books when of I was a kid that were like kind of random feeling one-offs like Anne of Green Gables and like that kind of stuff. Was Gr that around? Growing up in Alabama, I, nothing but the good book. Just the good news. <laughs> oh boy. The Times? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I read, I liked the Oz books. I liked those. I was a big uh, fan of anything with talking animals in it. So mm, I okay. read like... Uh, Mr. Animal Spee Farm, and the Rats of Nim. Yeah, I, I was kind of tricked into reading Animal Farm. I thought, this is a bit of a downer. Um, but uh, no, Rats Watership Down is book. probably my, is probably my favorite book of all time. So okay. that was one I read when I was a kid. Oh, but wow. you know, and then I think when I hit like twelve or thirteen, it was, you know, Stephen King. It was the beginning of oh, reading, wow. kind of more. Ooh, that's like, young. I feel like to read Stephen. Oh, but it was a great rite of passage. I only just started yeah. reading Stephen King as an adult, and I'm like, whew, this is <laughs> this is strong stuff. I was a yeah. hooky kid who couldn't sleep after anything like if anything like if somebody said boo i would be like you know for weeks up up at night pondering the meaning of boo you know Remember that? Um, kid said, boo. but uh so my parents didn't let me watch horror movies or read scary books but i had a friend in seventh grade this girl <laughs> ashley who did read those books and she would we would on the phone she would read stephen king short stories to me oh that is That's adorable. so adorable it really is adorable and frightening yes it that was adora frightening <laughs> But so, yes, I was, and I think I just, I'm stressing that I think that at that time, that was, mm. there was almost like this, when I was 10 or 11, it was like everybody wanted to be a teenager. Everybody wanted to be grown up. Oh, yeah. So we didn't have as much catering done to us. And that forced us to sort of, you know, look at what the older kids were doing and kind mm. of like, almost like in a rush to be, like when you were 10 or 11, you were sort of, you were, you were lying to your friends about having made it with all these girls and stuff <laughs> like that, because it was just like, if, oh, we're supposed to be on that schedule. See, I think in, I feel like when I was like 10 or 11 is when like Goosebumps was coming out. And that's when I was really. So I definitely was super into Goosebumps. You sweet summer child. You had Goosebumps to keep you out of trouble. <laughs> I did. I was out on the streets. <laughs> I was, uh, was lying a, about making it with girls. Yeah, I was a with, pure Catholic school boy. Lying about making it with girls and like going to find the six pack that some friend's older brother who had a fake ID had like hidden behind uh, the garage for us or whatever. You know, it I was, was very sheltered. <clears throat> I was a very sheltered. Kid. I was a pretty sheltered kid, but I'm just saying we really had to go. Yeah, you had to find your own. You had to look we for entertainment. They were like Jonathan. Though. I wrote a bunch of books about monsters for yes. you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, monsters. But then, yeah. Also, I did still light stuff on fire. So yeah. that still happened. Well, who didn't? We, we talked about last time. Uh, we didn't. We didn't talk about last time. But last time we said this time what we were going to do is talk about our babysitting experience. Yeah. So I'm that's curious. what that's what I want to do before we get into mm -hmm. this, and I don't want to take like a ton of time before we actually start reading, but. Um, I want to start with you, Becca. Yes. And what is your babysitting experience? I've only babysat once in my entire life. Oh, my God. It was for my cousins, Jimmy and Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, it was uneventful. They're both adults now. They're both adults now. Uh, they made it. One of them mm -hmm. just graduated from college. The other one is just going into college. It's insane. Take credit for it. Yeah. 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 I raised them. I gave them a lot of great lessons. <laughs> it definitely wasn't just really awkward. Do you remember anything about the babysitting experience? Um, I remember it just being kind of awkward because it's like we're not really hanging out. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like watching them. We're yeah, yeah. and like I, 
I think I'm yeah. ten. Wait, how old is how old is Jeju now? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's got to be like twenty-two. I'm like eleven. Yeah, I think I'm eleven years older than my oldest cousin of that group. So, I'm like, we were kind of close in age, but not quite close enough in age to like really hang out or anything. Yeah. So it was just me and my sister, and then my two cousins, and we were just like, we have nothing in common because we're two girls and you're two young boys. So I think we just played some computer games. Mm -hmm. I just remember it being pretty awkward. Okay. And thinking, I don't love this. You weren't like inspired to form a you, club. Yeah, you, you, weren't, you weren't like, what is my role in this? Yes, let me have more of this. I would like to be stenographer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, babysitting. Uh, well, <clears throat> I've been an uncle since I was 11. Mm -hmm. So I have the same different age difference with my mm -hmm. nephew as you do with your cousin and it's like i didn't really have a choice because <laughs> I, I was a minor and didn't have a car or a job uh -huh. and wasn't paid for it it was just like oh you're here watch your nephew servitude <laughs> we have more important crap to do and they genuinely did it was never like oh here just watch him yeah and uh i, I would actually tell my friends like oh nope can't come outside and play gotta babysit my nephew this would be like when everyone was home so even when I didn't even have to babysit, I'd be like, I'm babysitting. And then uh, <clears throat> as getting older, uh, the last time I genuinely babysat was uh, my niece was still in diapers. And his, her older brother, my nephew, who I was just talking about, uh, might have been eight, maybe, mm -hmm. or maybe seven. I forget their age difference because I'm a horrible <laughs> uncle. But uh, like she had just shat guys can everywhere. Just shit everywhere. And I told my sister, I was like, I am not babysitting again until she's potty trained. So, And I have a job now, so fuck you. <laughs> I don't need this. John, babysitting experience? You know, I did it once with my cousin. I was up in South Carolina visiting my cousin. <clears throat> I think I was probably 13. And we it was sort of a deal that was made. There were, the, they had a neighborhood family that his family did a lot of stuff with and they, they were all going to do something, I think, or at least all the adults and the older, older kids, teens were busy that night. Mm -hmm. And we, my cousin and I were asked to watch the young son of that neighboring family who was maybe three or something like that. So that was really the only time that I've ever babysat. And we pretty much stuck him in a crib and then watched zombie movies. <laughs> and I think we got in trouble because he was in there at some point. He saw something. He came in there and saw what we were watching or uh -huh. something. Or either that, that or he was in the crib screaming for help and we didn't come. I, it was a, it was he not his, a... like a uh, head tangled around something. Was, I don't even know. But it was not a good showing. And um, uh, I did like those movies at the time, though. So that was a good, that was a good memory, watching those zombie movies nice. with yeah. my cousin on New Year's Eve. All right. We should have been spending more time paying attention to the little boy yeah. that was in our... He probably turned out In fine. your care. Yeah, I did care, show yes. my nephew his first Tarantino movie. Oh, nice. I took, him, I took him to see Inglorious Bastards. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> you're a good He's uncle. a teenager. Yeah, you're a good uncle. Did he like it? Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Okay. Um, I have no babysitting experience. I never babysat. But I was like, I was also the youngest. So like, I was the one being babysat by my older brother. Usually. You've been podcasting with this guy all these years and you don't consider that babysitting? <laughs> well, I mean, am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That part's true. Doesn't um, count when you're, you're their kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, my, I, have an old, I have two older brothers, but my older brother, Anthony, who's seven years older than me, was the one who would be babysitting me, basically. Like, I wasn't left alone until I was, I don't know, like, 12, I guess, probably, mm -hmm. something like that. 
Um, so like he would watch me if if someone needed to watch me. Um, and that was like a, that's a terrible idea because like we would just get into trouble no matter what. Like he wasn't a babysitter; he was just my older brother. So like I remember my mom leaving. Uh, she went to like visit a friend one time I think in Chicago, and she was gone for like a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So Anthony was in charge, and just like all hell broke loose. And what uh, things did you break? A glass bowl because we were trying to thaw some ground beef because we were going to make burgers but it was just frozen and we were like hungry so we put the ground beef in a glass bowl and we put the glass bowl on top of a pot with boiling water in it and then we were just jamming a wooden spoon into it trying to break it up (laughs) and eventually the heat and the jamming caused the glass to just shatter so then there was just broken glass and ground beef and boiling water (laughs) and then i think we probably got a pizza (laughs) so so that was my experience being babysat was there a lot of like uh don't tell mom oh yeah on both like both sides did you find out about the ball she found out about everything she found out about everything we were so stupid there was not, we could never hide anything from her she would walk outside and be like who shot a bb at my statue we're like what how did you see that it was anthony uh, so anyway we are was it anthony it wasn't it actually was anthony that time <laughs> that one was anthony Although I did knock the head off of the statue with a um, crab net mm-hmm. that didn't have a net on it. So it was basically just a long metal pole with a hoop at the end. Were you trying to you... catch dinosaurs? No, if you looked at it, it looks like a gigantic dart. Okay. So you threw it. Of course you did. And then, you know, Anthony threw it a bunch of times successfully, getting a really nice spin on it. And then me being the younger brother, I'm like, let me do it. Let me do it. And I threw it and immediately just like destroyed a statue outside. <laughs> How many statues did your family yeah. have? My mom has a lot of statues in her backyard. I have to move them all tomorrow. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting off topic. Uh, chapter six. So let's go clockwise. I'll start. So, John, you can kind of follow our lead. But... Are you going to play the music for the background or no? Oh, yeah. I forgot you don't about have that. to. Um, I'll... We should just start. Oh, we'll just you start. can put it in post. I'll put it. I'll put it in post. Don't so you guys love this music we're listening isn't to? Isn't right it now? super good? It's so, so great. good. So Very thematic. Here's who the characters are on the top, and on the bottom is the voices that we are doing for the characters. Mm, okay, well, so, by so, way, he means the two of them. And you, you gotta do and it too. Not I. Becca will. Becca will do what she wants to do. Yes. <clears throat> Chapter six. On Wednesday afternoon, I raced home from school and made a frantic search of the front yard for our copy of the Stony Brook News. I found it under a peony bush in the garden. <laughs> a pee on me bush? I thought it said penny. I thought she had found the Stony Brook News under a penny. And then I saw the word bush after it, and I knew something was wrong. Peony? Pe- peony. Peony. I threw my things on the ground, and I sat right down in the middle of the yard and leafed through the paper until I found the advertising section. And sure enough, the fifth ad from the bottom in the third column was ours. Not great. Not good visibility. This is what it looked like. The Babysitter's Club. Need a babysitter? Make one call. Reach four sitters. Four as in the number four. I feel like that's confusing. Yeah, it is. Like, not reach for sitters. Not in the Prince way reach of four. standing in for the so word. Well, make like, one call, you four, reach four sitters. Yes, instead of one call, reach four sitters. I'm saying it right now, bad bad tagline. Like, it's bad. I didn't find that That's confusing. That's the whole point. 
It just sounds a little creepy if you read it the other way that like, you're reaching, reaching for the If you're if you're reading it, if you're hearing it out loud, I can understand the uh -huh. confusion. But like looking at it on paper, it makes sense. Okay, I guess it's a print it's ad. Centers. It's okay. Call five 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 fake three two three one Monday, Wednesday, or Friday five thirty to six thirty. Oof, those are some. This is five thirty to six. Narrow hours. Five thirty to six. Yeah. You got 30 minutes. You got 30 minutes to get a fucking babysitter, so you better get those calls in, assholes. <laughs> We'd wanted to include more information in the ad when we, like, what our roles were in our stupid club. But when we called the newspaper, we, we found out Manisha. that they had charged you per line to run the ad. God. That seems standard. It does. Yeah. I saw three amigos. <laughs> <laughs> Our little ad was already pretty expensive, and we'd used our entire first week's club dues to pay for it. Still, the ad was awfully exciting. It was fun being in the newspaper. Hey, Christy, what are you doing? Claudia came running across our lawn, her knapsack jouncing against her back. Jouncing? What is it? Jouncing. What? Her knapsack jouncing against it her back. It has to be a typo. That has to be jouncing. Look, I exclaimed, here it is, our ad. Oh, let me see. Claudia dropped to her knees beside me, and I jabbed at the ad. Wow, now if we can just finish handing around those flyers today, we might actually get some calls on Friday. I know! I felt like squealing and jumping up and down. Let's get Marianne to help us. Okay, I said. And Stacy. No, she's busy this afternoon. This is riveting. She told me so in school today. What's she doing? Don't know. Come on, are you ready? And let me just put my books inside, I said, and see if Kathy got here. She's babysitting for David Michael today. Oh, right. She has a brother named David, David Michael, Michael. The most Catholic name <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Kathy and David Michael were playing Candyland on the back porch, so I grabbed the last of the flyers from my desk and ran outside to Claudia. David Michael O'Halloran. <clears throat> Miguel. Uh, Miguel. Right, there we are. Stacy <clears throat> Miguel. Wait. No, Christine. Sorry, Christine Miguel. Oh, wait. Stacy Miguel sounds right, though. What's Christine's last name? Oh, I'm going to say O'Halloran. Christine. <laughs> I only have five left, I said. Wait, hold on. Oh. It doesn't say who's saying. Okay, there we go. I've got six more. We found Marianne, who also had six left. And we took off on our bicycles for Quinton Court, which is a few streets away from Stacy's house. There, we put the last of the flyers and mailboxes. Done, I said to Claudia and Marianne. They grinned at me. Now I guess we just sit back and wait for calls. Right. <laughs> right. Two days later, the members of the Babysitter's Club gathered eagerly in Claudia's bedroom, even though the flyers said for clients to call us between 5.30 and 6. I bet her bedroom looks like Lydia Dietz's. <laughs> oh yeah, m most definitely. <clears throat> we all managed to show up early. I was the first person there. I knocked on Claudia's bedroom door, which now had an official-looking sign on it reading, The Babysitter's Club. Hours, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5.30 to 6. I don't know about these voices. We'll just have to see what happens. Here. <laughs> just follow your heart. If I get swept up in the moment, yeah. I'm looking at a list here. So riffraff. Help mm -hmm. me out with riffraff. Yeah. Time is fleeting. <laughs> Where's the riffraff from? Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror. Oh, see? The master will be Cultural blind spot you. for me, that, that Rocky Horror is. Wait, you, what? <clears throat> Have you seen it? You've seen it, right? I've seen it, but I've never <sighs> seen it the way that I think you're supsupposed to. to you haven't, have the you haven't like, seen it. Yeah. yeah. I've not seen it with people that I would want to see it with. You haven't seen it like <laughs> I... You should watch it with us, because we just love it. Yeah. Yeah. 
You guys throw toast at the screen or we whatever? We don't. Like, we don't, we don't do... like, yell things yeah, or whatever We, we don't do all of that no shit. No water guns are involved. Yeah. Well, I'll just... I'll just do... This really, it's mostly just like, I love this part. I love this part. Yeah. <laughs> I love this part. Meatloaf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not meatloaf's in it. No, he's not. <laughs> so give me a reference Spoiler again. Spoiler alert. Man. 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 Or Jane from Daria. She doesn't sound oh, no. Claudia is like the artsy one. Okay. She's like the weird artsy one. Come in. Called Claudia. <laughs> That's what I think artsy people sound Christy like. Christy Thomas. Sorry. Christy Thomas. It All right. It was only 4.30 when I entered her room. That's precisely one hour before Shit. appropriate <laughs> calling time. better get ready. For the babysitter's club. But I found her sitting cross-legged on the bed with the phone in her lap, one hand clutching the receiver. Jesus. A Ouija board in the other. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She had watched a video seven days before. Um, The phone's not going to run away, you know, I greeted her. Claudia grinned sheepishly. I know. I'm just so excited. Actually, I was too. So am I. I squealed suddenly. (laughs) Wait, I squealed. Suddenly. So am I. (laughs) I dashed across the room and jumped on her bed. I've been waiting all week for the day to come. What do you think will happen? Oh, this has just got to work. I know we'll have some customers. We'll have customers, won't we? I grabbed the phone from Claudia and held it in my lap. Ooh. Whoa. There's tension. <laughs> oh, there definitely is. <laughs> Can't wait for this them. to ring. A knock came at the door. It couldn't be a customer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it couldn't, you dumb bitch. Could it? <laughs> Claudia and I glanced at each other. They didn't look at each other. They come. Took a quick, just a quick glance. It's probably Marianne, I said. <laughs> oh, right, Claudia answered. Come in. The door opened. It was Janine. Ugh, gross. My stomach dropped down around my knees. Janine cleared her throat. Oh, wait, I think oh that's Janine's play sister. sister. The Mensa person? Yeah. There's, yeah. The, there's the description if you need one. Smart. She's like a super Unbearable. perfect smart bitch. <laughs> Ahem, she said. <laughs> I've been studying your sign from out here in the hall. I'm going to give you a clean read on that. From out here in the hall. And I'm wondering if possibly you've made a mistake. A grammar mistake. I bet it is. Do we move this? I bet she fucked Oh, no, no. That's that's just yeah. I love your uh, Christy voice. (laughs) I I, I don't know if you play Borderlands at all, but it just makes me think like, and that's when I found the first vault. (laughs) (laughs) Typhon de Leon. Oh my god. I fucking hate that. He's one of the only characters I like. <laughs> I leaped up and ran over to the sign. I couldn't see a thing wrong with it. Babysitters was spelled correctly. Claudia had remembered the double T. Wait, let me look at it. I want to see if I could spot the Babysitters. Air. Double T. Love that diner. She no, got... I mean the sign. I want to look at the She'd got oh. Yeah, let's look From at the previous it. Page. The previous page. There we go. Oh wait, no, 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 no. This is is this a sign? There we go. The Babysitters Club hours Monday, Wednesday, Friday, five thirty to six thirty. It's probably some bullshit like like it might uh, be an apostrophe. Yeah, it's probably some like. Is there um, an apostrophe on the title of the book? No, no, no. Okay, then maybe not. It's just Janine being Janine. Yeah, Janine's just being a bitch. Um, <clears throat> she'd gotten all the abbreviations right too. I put my hands on my hips. What I asked. Well, began Janine primly. I'm not entirely sure you have made a mistake. I'm trying to decide whether you need an apostrophe after the word babysitters. You see, 
Without an apostrophe, the word is simply plural, meaning the club consisting of the several or many babysitters. This is in the book. <laughs> no. The Whatever. I love Janine. The apostrophe after the S would make the word possessive, meaning the club belonging to the several or many babysitters. Now, either way could be right, but I'm not sure whether... This is definitely the kind of thing you cover in book one. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, what Stacy sound Any like? punctuation questions um, should Stacey. be settled. Yeah. Stacy. 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 Uh, Jenna from 30 Rock. Stacy. <laughs> um, Jenna's the one that's really fast. Or Stacy is the one that's really fashionable. Okay. Now... No, either way could be right, but I'm not sure whether... Hello, everybody! Stacy's voice rang up through the stairwell like the welcome sound of a boat's horn on a foggy night. <laughs> Is that a welcome sound? <laughs> Saved, I said under my breath. Hi, Stace! Stacy ran up the stairs and I... I guess if you're floating in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, right. Water. I should specify where you are. Spirited into her... In, spirit, spirited. I, I eerie, spirited so. her into Claudia's bedroom. And I closed the door behind us, leaving Janine out in the hall puzzling over the apostrophe mystery. Marianne arrived a few minutes later, luckily, without running into Janine. Jesus. Spinoff book. Right. Janine and the apostrophe mystery. I'd read that. Um, do you want to point the back? I do. I do Some want to. Okay. It was 5.05. The four of us sat on Claudia's bed. Nobody said a word. At 5.10, Claudia got up, took a shoebox labeled... Took a shit. Took a shit. And a shoebox labeled sneakers out of her closet. words. I'm sorry. <laughs> Opened it and handed around some jawbreakers. As usual, uh, Stacy refused. At 5.25, I began staring at my watch, following the minute hand around and around. 5.26, 5.27, 5.28, 5.29. <laughs> <laughs> no. When you just stared at watches. When you stared at, watches. You stared at analog watches. At exactly 5.30, the phone rang. I screamed, oh no, I don't believe it, cried Marianne. Claudia spit out her jawbreaker. I'll answer it, I'll answer it, she shrieked. She jerked up the receiver and said politely, Good afternoon, Babysitter's Club. Then she made a face and handed me the phone. Christy, it's your mother. I spit out my jawbreaker too. Why are you spitting candy on the floor? Splorch. Mom, I exclaimed as soon as I got on the phone. These are our business hours. You're not supposed to. What? You do? Do you think that's a Ghostbusters reference? You have? (laughs) Oh, Oh, they're very discreet. (laughs) (laughs) Please hold for a moment. I put my hand over the receiver. Mom needs a sitter for David Michael, I cried. Kathy can't come next Wednesday. Wasn't that Janine in the Ghostbusters movie? It was. It was. Janine. Is this an origin story for Janine? <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Everyone suppressed she shrieks. Like, that line read Christy did. <laughs> I've got our appointment book right here, said Claudia. Now let's see. Marianne, you have to go to the dentist that day, and I have art class. That leaves you. Claudia pointed at me and Stacy. What should we do? Just another sec, Mom, I said. I hadn't really thought about what to do if several of us were available for the same job. Well, I began. <laughs> He's your... No, hold on. He's your brother. You should get the job. <clears throat> but if you took it, you'd get to know some other people in the neighborhood. You'd probably meet Sam and Charlie. They're my big brothers. Brothers? Why don't you just introduce your friend to your fucking brother? <laughs> yeah. Stacy's eyes lit up. Boys. 
<laughs> but what are you going to do while I babysit? Hang around and watch? Slash come over and fuck my brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I'll have another job, I said <clears throat> huffily. You take the job, Stacy. I don't want my first babysitter's club client to be my own mother. Okay, if you're sure, Stacy said slowly. <laughs> then she grinned. Thanks. No problem, I said. I took my hand off the receiver. Mom, Stacy will babysit for David Michael on Wednesday. The usual time, right? This will be seamless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are you calling from anyway? Oh, the office. Claudia elbowed me. Quit tying up the line. I don't even remember the voice. <laughs> Quit tying up the line. Someone else might be trying to get through. I nodded. <laughs> Mom, I have to get off. I'll see you in a little while. Okay. Okay. Bye. I hung up. The phone rang again immediately. Claudia gave me a look that said, I told you so. Oh, Everybody can do that look, right? Yeah. It's this one. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It helps if you're holding a drink. <laughs> Seems rather forward. Or there's just the blank one, right? I mean, this is an audio format, but where you, when you know you're right and they know you're right, and you just look at me and just go. <laughs> Wait, you look at me like that all the time. I like I'm it right when, all the time. If it's a, if it's a really big one, you can throw in a. Oh uh, yeah! Oh, throw the hands. I do up. that a lot. I do the hands. Yeah, it's like, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I do this. At Come work. on! Usually in dismay, I go. <laughs> with the inhale well Claudia does it all with a look I told you so well, she's very Marianne mm -hmm. oh, Marianne is uh, she's a nerd. just a nerd can I answer it Marianne asked <laughs> sure I said sure sure I said Arr. Uh, Marianne hobbled. picked up the phone <laughs> Good afternoon, Babysitter's Club, she said. There was a long pause. I think you have the wrong number. There's no Jim Bartolini here. She hung up. At 5.42, the phone rang for the third time. I'm looking for the babysitter, Jim Bartolini. <laughs> He's the best. And I won't take no for an answer. <laughs> we all looked at each other. You get it, Christy, Marianne said. I don't know what voice I'm doing anymore. You're, you're the president. Okay. Hello, Babysitter's Club. Yes, yes, just a moment, please. I put my hand over the mouthpiece. Do any of you know a Mrs. McKeever? She lives up on Quentin Court. The girls shook their heads. What's she got? Asked Claudia. What's she Herpes. got? <laughs> Two kids, Buffy and Pinky, I replied. Oh, Buffy and Pinky? Are you serious? Oh, I can't wait to wait meet Wait a minute. Kids. I she... bet they're rich as fuck. Are they kids or dogs? Please tell me you pulled those names or out mice. of your ass. They're shih tzus. Yeah, shih tzus. <laughs> They're two, oh my God. They're, they're two purebred shih tzus. <laughs> they both have bows in their hair. Two kids, Buffy and Pinky, I replied. <laughs> Buffy and Pinky, cried Stacy. Buffy and Pinky? Buffy? And Pinky. Shh, I warned her. Um... Forget him. It looked like you were shushing Becca because she was knitting too loud. <laughs> How old are they? Marianne wanted to know. I don't know. Hold on. Hello? Mrs. McKeever? We need a little information, please. How old are Buffy and Pinky? And where did you get those names? And why do you want us to that? kill them? <laughs> and are they dogs? Oh, okay. I turned back to the members of my club. 
She says they're three. They must be twins. When I really does... hope they're dogs. They're definitely dogs. When does she need a shitter? Asked Marianne. Wednesday afternoon. Oh, I guess I'm the only one who's free then. I suddenly realized I was dying for a new client anyway. I accepted the job and I took down the information. When preteen isn't dying for a <laughs> I was job. Dying for a job. I needed a referral. Oh, I just want a new client. <laughs> I accepted the job and I took down the information I needed. Then Mrs. McKeever, McKeever asked me a zillion questions about myself. She wanted to know how old I was and how much experience I had had and that sort of thing. Had I ever kissed a boy? Did I like girls? Had I smoked any weed yet? What kind of alcohol do I like? Wait, I, I don't remember. How old are they? Uh, an age. Did they establish Babysitting it? age. You gotta be like, a, like 12. 10, 12. 12, 13. Preteens. That's okay. what I'm going for, maybe. When I hung up the phone, I said to Marianne, Hey, secretary. <laughs> hey, toots. You've got to record these jobs in the appointment book. Oh, right. I handed her the book and she got right to work. The next two calls were from... G were the next... The next two calls were for Jim Bartolini. <laughs> Claudia was growing exasperated. Boy, this is weird, she said. I've gotten wrong numbers before, but no one's ever asked for Jim Bartolini. <laughs> Certainly not. Three no ones. <laughs> In my head, the person calling for Jim Bart Bartolini is like Jackie Mason. Like, no, I'm telling you right now, I want Jim Bartolini. I need to talk to Jim Bartolini. Best Bernie babysitter. Uh, no, essentially Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders yeah. I need to talk to Jim Bartolini. Jim Bartolini is in the top 1% of all babysitters. Here's I want to talk to. Here's a question. Do you think it was three different people calling for Jim Bartolini or the same person that keeps dialing the same number for I, Jim Bartolini? I'm saying prank call. Okay, I guess. This name's not like a pun or anything. Didn't say it was a good prank call. It's <laughs> <laughs> At 5.55, Marianne stood up. I better get going, she said. She pulled on her sweater and crunched loudly on her remaining bit of her jawbreaker. The phone rang. Stacy answered <laughs> it and handed it her to me. Jaw. It's your mom again, Christy. I rolled my eyes. Mom, I said. Did Kathy back out of her other afternoon, too? Oh. Oh, not me. I'm not babysitting for them. You know how I feel. Okay, but hold on. Watson needs a babysitter for his kids again on Saturday morning. What? Not tomorrow, but next Saturday, I told the others. I'm not doing it. I'll do it, Marianne said. I'm getting curious about them. Aren't you curious, Christy? I was dying to see what kind of monsters Watson had. Not really, I said. Sign yourself up for the job. As Marianne was about to walk out of Claudia's room, the phone rang for the seventh time at 5.30. I'll get it, said Marianne. One last call. Hello? What? Marianne's braids practically stood on end. It's some boy on the phone. Wait, her dog she told from, us. Like the brains. dog from Blondie? Her brains. Okay. Oh, I heard brains too. Yeah. <laughs> her brains stood on end. <laughs> Shot right out of her ears. He says his name is Jim Bartolini. He wants to know if there have been any calls for him. This episode should be called Jim Bartolini. What is happening with Jim Bartolini? <laughs> Who is this Jim Bartolini? <laughs> You're kidding, exclaimed <laughs> Claudia. <laughs> oh, wait a second, I said suddenly. I grabbed the phone from Marianne. Sam, is that you? No, said the voice on the other end of the phone. It's Jim Bartolini. I was wondering if... 
Sam, you're Calling a rat. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> this is important business. And furthermore, I'm telling. I slammed the receiver down. The nerve, said Marianne. But Claudia and Stacy began giggling. I thought it was sort of funny, <laughs> said Claudia. You would, I retorted. You got bitch. <laughs> good retort. Oh, come on. You have to admit that was a pretty good goof call. It's better than just, is your refrigerator running or something? I guess, I said. So the first babysitter's club office hour, or office half hour, ended on a sour note. And the evening didn't improve ended much. Ended on a sour note? You've got like seven fucking calls in it's, a half hour. It's well, clearly written by a child. And I'm glad we got the full... 45 minute span or whatever that was. Yeah. yeah. With all the times logged, including the yeah. hour up until the first yeah. phone call. <laughs> I went home and did tell mom what Sam had done, and Sam called me a rat. And I said, I know you are, but what am I? The classic Herman defense. And said, and Sam said, I know you are, but what am I? And I shouted, You're I'm driving me crazy. <laughs> and Sam shouted, You're driving me crazy. Hold on. I'm going to redo that. You're driving me crazy. And mom told <laughs> Sam he couldn't use the phone for an hour and sent me to my room, which suited me fine since I Watson. I just trained him. <laughs> since Watson was on his way over. <laughs> that page. Watson. Every time she says Watson, it should just be like, Watson. Watson, Watson. Shortly before mom and Watson left on another date, I was allowed to leave my room to take a phone call. It was Claudia. I just got a job, she said. Miss Newton called. She needed a sitter for tomorrow, so I took the job. Mrs. Newton? Mrs. Fig Newton? That's great, Claude, I said, but I hung up the phone feeling pretty low. I usually sit for Jamie. I usually I you I usually sit for Jamie. God damn it. <laughs> Claudia should have told the other club members when a job was offered, not just taking it herself. That bitch. Claudia doesn't seem to know the protocol. Just because the phone number was hers didn't mean she got first crack at every job that came along. And how come Mrs. Newton uh, had called burns. that number after six when she was probably trying to reach me? I guess people didn't pay much attention to hours and phone numbers around here in Fucktown, which was a shame <laughs> considering all the trouble we'd gone to with our flyers and the newspaper ad, but I guess they ruined it and they don't care. Oh, I flashed shit. the news. I flashed the news. I flashed the news. You flashed the news to Marianne at nine o'clock and she oh, flashed the flashlights. No, no, okay, no. I, forgot. I forgot. It's a Huey Lewis poster here. on her wall. They, they use flashlights to talk to each other. They learn Morse code, so they Morse code each she other's like, flashlights. Okay. They're next to each other. Claudia took my client. <gasps> well, I thought, <laughs> as I put it on the glass. <laughs> and I went to bed that night with Louie curled at my feet. At least I've got a new client. On Wednesday, I'll get to meet Pinky and Buffy McKeever. <laughs> new clients are always interesting. If only I'd had some idea just how interesting they were going to be. There's snakes. I have a thought. So, like... That was the end of a chapter. Okay. Her old client like doesn't know experience. that she's yeah. in the babysitter's club. What'd you say? The client that Claudia stole doesn't know that What's-Her-Face is in the babysitter's club. Maybe she thinks she's a shit babysitter and yeah. called thinking like, oh, a babysitter's club. Now I can stop paying this little rapscallion. 
Oh boy, chapter seven. On Wednesday afternoon, I was all set for my first job through the Babysitter's Club. I couldn't wait to meet Pinky and Buffy. <laughs> I'd never sat for twins before. I wondered what it would be like. There are two of them. Would they play tricks on me? Were they interchangeable? And what could Pinky Was there and... a street smart one and a book smart one? <laughs> what... There always is. <laughs> what could Pinky and Buffy be nicknames for? I'd find out soon enough. What do you guys think? Uh, Pinkerton. Pink, pink, Pinkarooski <laughs> and Buffalino. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I walked over to Quentin Court right after I got home from school. I left a little early just in case I had any trouble finding the McKeever's house. Mrs. McKeever had said the address was 52 Quentin Court, but I am a woman and I don't know my way around anything. So I found the side of the street with the even number hey, addresses on it. you just wedged that in there. I don't <laughs> think that's in there. I, I really don't, though, so I can't even get that in my I found <laughs> the side of the street with the even numbered addresses on it, and I started walking. There was 22 Quentin Court. Don't you hate when you want to be offended by that? 28 and, like, Quentin you can't Court. Because yeah. of yeah. 34. Like, all right, you got to 40. <laughs> 46. 44? And then, sure enough, there was number 52. I stood and I looked at the house for a moment. It was a perfectly nice... But what time was it? It was... I looked up at the sun. It was noon. <laughs> I stood and looked at the house. The for wind a was going southeast at 35 miles per hour. Humidity, 35%. <laughs> it was a perfectly nice split level, painted white with neat black shutters. Neat, as opposed to like sloppy shutters. <laughs> but like really cool looking. There we have the pretty <clears throat> El Nido. <laughs> oh shit. But something was wrong. What was it? Mm. After a moment, it came to me. Put down your knitting and read this next page. Oh, what if it's a crossover with Goosebumps? Oh, that'd be amazing. The kids are fucking dead. Did they ever do that? Seems like they ought to have done that. There were no signs of children. See, this sounds, this is straight out of Goosebumps. Yeah. There were no toys in the yard or tricycles in the driveway. No sneakers on the front stoop or artwork in the windows. I hope Pinky and Buffy weren't going to be boring children who wanted to spend the afternoon learning about butterflies or food groups or something. Butterflies? What? What? What the you hell? Know, the children God forbid the children entertain themselves. You know that stereotype of kids? <laughs> oh, you're one of those butterfly kids. <laughs> those butterfly and food group kids, huh? <laughs> my enthusiasm was beginning to wane just a little, but I took a deep breath and marched myself straight to the front door. Ding dong. Silence. No running feet or shouts like I would hear when I rang the Newton's bell. A lot of barking, though. A few moments. After a few moments, the door was opened. A plump, pleasant-looking young woman stood on the other side of the screen, smiling. Well, I thought at least Pinky and Buffy's mother doesn't look boring. <laughs> You're there to work, bitch. Yeah. Who You're not there to be entertained. entertained. And besides, I would say a plump, pleasant-looking person. There's nothing in there that says she's not boring. Like, yeah. Pretty boring. Yeah, right. Right. Oh, yeah. Run the mill Maybe boring. I can talk to her about what she eats. Yes. <laughs> Hello, she said. You seem Hi. <laughs> I'm Christy Thomas. I'm here to babysit Is that why her. you're so pleasant? <laughs> you got any cake? You look like you got cake. <laughs> got that smile. You got that cake smile. I'm so. here to babysit for Pinky and Buffy, the twins. There was a pause, and then the woman said, yes. <laughs> Won't you come in? I yes. stepped inside into a very pretty room. But again, something seemed wrong. And it took me a moment to figure out what it was. Pinky and Buffy are her boobs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she got to sit for the twins. Mm. Then I realized 
Pinky and Buffy must have been. <laughs> Sorry. Pinky and Buffy must have been not only very boring three-year-olds, but very careful three-year-olds. Okay, they're three. The reason what, the room what was so pretty is not boring. <laughs> I feel like you'd be lucky to find a boring three-year-old. Yeah, I know, especially as a babysitter. Yeah. As a parent, you might be sort of concerned about their their development. Yeah, but, but if you're only like twelve. <laughs> yeah. The reason the room was so pretty was because it was full of glass and china. Big, oriental vases, little glass statues, even plates that were displayed on delicate stands. Everything was breakable. Chekhov's plates. (laughs) In our house, what with David Michael and footballs and baseballs and boy balls and friends coming over all the time, breakable stuff is practically against the law. Then I saw that the area we were standing in, the foyer and the living room, was blocked off with baby gates. That explained the china, but it didn't seem to be very nice for Pinky and Buffy. It also occurred to me that I couldn't hear any children's voices or giggling. Suddenly, I began to feel suspicious. What had I gotten myself into? Is this turning into like CSI? Done it again. <laughs> the McKeevers were strangers to me. Maybe I'd been lured into. No, that was silly. At breakfast that learned morning, what? when I, I told my mother, maybe I've been lured into a sex crime. It's silly. Don't worry about it. At breakfast that morning, when I told my mother where I would be after school, she just raised an eyebrow. She hadn't said, "Don't go, Christy. We'll never see you again." There's been a sex crime here. <laughs> I smiled brightly at the woman. So I said, "Where are Pinky and Buffy?" They're in the laundry room, she replied. The laundry room? Were they being punished? I'd gotten angry with David Michael a few times, but but I'd never stuck him in the laundry room. Let me introduce myself. The woman went on. I am Miss Hargreaves, Mrs. McKeever's niece. Mrs. McKeever is a voice. This is getting complicated. What is happening? There are too many characters. Mrs. McKeever is away for several days which is why we need help with pinky and buffy i have an impromptu appointment no i have an important appointment this afternoon perhaps (laughs) you might say the opposite of an impromptu appointment (laughs) scheduled long in advance (laughs) (laughs) which is why we made accommodations ahead of time (laughs) some say that's an oxymoron an impromptu appointment (laughs) but this is the kind of crazy afternoon that it is in fuck town is that the name of the town it definitely is That's why we need clubs. I have an appointment this afternoon, and we find that we need someone with Pinky and Buffy at all times. Well, if they were only three, what was she expecting? They're a bit unruly, Miss Hargreaves added. Oh, I said knowingly, wondering where the signs of unruliness were in this quiet house. Well, that's okay. I know all about unruly. I've got three brothers. Do you? I nodded. Well, let's get them out of the laundry room. They're probably ready to play. Maybe we could all take a walk to the brook. I think that was supposed to be uh, Christy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? I nodded. Well, let's go get them out of the laundry room. They're probably ready to play. (laughs) Totally different tone. Maybe we could all take a walk to the brook. That would be lovely, replied Miss Hargreaves. But it might be difficult for you to manage. What in the ever-loving fuck? Are they hellhounds? This next line really seems like things are getting kind of steamy here. 
Oh, I've had lots of experience. Dun, dun, Gross. Dun. Wink. That's fine, then. Are Pinky and Buffy boys or girls? I asked. Well, it doesn't much matter, of course. It doesn't? But Buffy's a boy and Pinky's a girl? Oh, wait, no, that's her. Sorry, 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 sorry. But, <laughs> it's confusing. But Buffy's a boy and Pinky's a girl. Oh, that's easy to remember, I said. I was trying to sound pleasant, but I already had a very bad case of the creeps. Because this is really fucked up. <laughs> it's almost like there's a misunderstanding. Here we are, Mrs. Hargreaves announced. We were standing by a door next to the kitchen. Now, get ready. These two monsters of my aunts will practically break the door down. She said affectionately. My eyes opened wide. They will stand back. I stood back. I wished I could stand all the way back at my house. I didn't add that. That's a pretty good line. <laughs> Mrs. Hargreaves opened the door. Two huge, fluffy, drooling, barking St. Bernards hurled themselves into the hall, almost knocking over each other. And Mrs. Hargreaves over. I shrieked. Do I have to take care of them too? Two. Reply, repeated Mrs. Hargreaves. Who else is going to help you? No, I mean, do I have to watch them plus Pinky and Buffy? You ever seen one of them in person? St. Bernard? Yeah, I think you're huge. ready for how big they're, they are. And you you never are. Yeah. yeah. Like they're their like head's the size of this table. Yeah. Come and knock on our door. Because <laughs> there's a misunderstanding. Um. <laughs> she Anyone looks at the camera and goes, I was thinking what? about dogs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my dear, those are Pinky and Buffy. But, but, I sputtered, I'm a babysitter, not a dog sitter. Miss Hargreaves looked confused. I don't know what arrangements my aunt made, she said at last, but here are the dogs, and here you are, and I have to leave. <laughs> I have an impromptu important appointment. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, it's not so difficult, she went on. They need to be outside as much as possible. Our yard isn't fenced in. Ooh, that's a mistake. Uh -oh. So you may either take them out on their leashes or stay with them in the backyard. Uh, I'm confused. Okay. If you play with them, they... Oh, no, this is a bad idea. If you play with them, they won't run away. I'm sure they fucking won't. Now their footballs are in the box by the back door. Their leashes are hanging on the peg above. And at 4.30, they need their chow. A can apiece. And they can have one mailman cookie as a treat. That's cruel. What? The emergency what them? <laughs> the emergency numbers. That answers the, the question of what happened to the mailman. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Why we have a new one. How do you think they made those cookies? There's no mail in fuck. We hate <laughs> mail. It's where the bills come from. <laughs> the emergency numbers are posted by the phone in the kitchen just in case. Do you have any questions? I shook my head dazedly. Buffy and Pinky leaped around, glumphing after Miss Hargreaves as she put on her coat and went out to meet the cab that came to pick her up. Shaking, I let the dogs out in the backyard, remembering to bring their footballs. I tossed a red football gingerly toward them as they ran ahead of me. So they're St. Bernard's and she's a preteen, so they probably come up to her shoulders. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're going to like bowl her over. When me and my sister were little, our neighbors had a bunch of Rottweilers and they didn't normally leave their backyard, which was fenced in when you have mm -hmm. giant dogs. It only makes sense. Mm -hmm. And we were young enough that we were like, 
eye level with the dogs. Jesus. And one of the dogs was out front and just like turned its head into my sister's head and gave her a black eye. Just like <laughs> turning his giant skull into her eyeball. <laughs> <clears throat> We couldn't have been much younger than that. Yeah. I wasn't sure what they'd do with it. Louie usually runs half-heartedly after a football and then sort of forgets to fetch it. Not those two. They dove for the ball, crashing into each other. One of them got it away from the other, but I couldn't tell which one. They They looked identical. (laughs) I got down on my knees and clapped my hands. Okay, boy, bring it here! I called, not caring whether the dog was Pinky or Buffy. Whichever one it was came barreling straight towards me. I knew that game all right. Louie likes it, too. He runs for you, then turns at the last second and veers around you. You can almost see him grinning. But not this dog. He ran right over me. I was lost in a whirl of fur and claws and playful wolves. It'll sound really good. Don't worry. You really haven't lived until a dog has stepped on your face. I did not add that. I sat up and rubbed my cheeks and eyes. Like getting tossed about by a wave in the ocean. <laughs> Nothing seemed to be bleeding, so I stood up shakily. <laughs> I looked around. Oh no, the dogs were gone. I thought Miss Hargreaves had said they would stay in the yard with me. Yeah. Maybe they didn't stay with the people they'd practically knocked unconscious. How long was I out? <laughs> Five days. No, I'm an idiot. <clears throat> it's okay. okay. I'm not even drinking and I just skipped a person. <laughs> I don't like sober you. Neither do I. Why are you sober? I just I'm don't feel like it. Been drinking too much. Okay. Let's talk about this more on the podcast. Yeah. This seems like the right forum. Great time. <laughs> Great time. Why aren't you? <laughs> you sure you don't want to drink, Chris? <laughs> now I do. <laughs> That's awkward. Pinky, I shouted. Buffy! Nothing. Pinky! Buffy! <laughs> I ran to the front of the house. No dogs. I looked up and down the street. No dogs. I ran to the backyard and looked again. And Five there dogs. they were. That was, <laughs> that was <laughs> over kind of quick. Yeah. A little end, end of the chapter. No. Yeah. Um, not in the McKeever's yard, but in the yard next door. They were racing toward me, heading for a clothesline. Binky, Buffy, no! Too late. They streaked through all the clothes and came to a screeching halt about two feet from me. One was wearing a small blanket draped over his or her question mark tail. The other had a slip on his One or was wearing her a tasteful gown. question mark mouth. Ooh, scandalous. Bad dogs, I cried. Sit, sit. I took the blanket and the slip from them and glanced nervously at the house next door. It seemed pretty quiet. Maybe no one was home. Thank goodness for the clothesline. Oh, thank goodness the clothesline seemed okay, except for the missing blanket and slip. I know I was worried about the clothesline too. <laughs> Oof, thank God. <laughs> I wanted to return the things, but what about Pinky and Buffy? Fuck those things. Throw them on the ground. Who gives a shit? Blame it on the wind, bitch. (laughs) Look, I'm dealing with a lot of stress here, you guys. (laughs) If I went to the other yard, would they follow me? Would they run away? I didn't know what to do. I almost didn't care. (laughs) That's a real journey of the mind. Oh, boy. That makes five of us, Christy. (laughs) Now we get it. But just then, a car pulled into the driveway out of the house. Pulled into the driveway of the house. The car did not pull out of the house. Um, luckily, the driveway was on the other side of, my of the house from where I was. But I knew I'd better do something fast. 
Oh, Christy, what are you going to do? I don't know. Something fast, I hope. I ad-libbed the how long was I outlined, but how long was she out if someone's already coming home? Five days. Someone could... She has a beard. <laughs> she Van Winkled herself. Someone could come out at any moment to bring in the laundry. Okay, you guys, I said to the dogs. Look, here are your footballs. I began slowly walking backwards. I began walking slowly backward <laughs> toward the clothesline. The dogs crept after me as if they were stalking the balls. I reached the clothesline. The dogs were still following me. Come on, I whispered tantalizingly. I held the balls under one arm, pinned the blanket and slipped crookedly to the line, and raced back to the McKeever's yard at top speed. The dogs ran after me. They liked that game. Good for them. They could follow me all the way back into the house, which is just what they did and just where I wanted them. Now I can kill them. We stayed inside for the rest of the afternoon, since I didn't trust the dogs outdoors anymore, even on their leashes. I watched TV. The dogs chewed on their footballs. Anytime they started to get rowdy, I just held open the door to the laundry room and they calmed down. <laughs> Jesus. Classic. You want to go back to jail, you bitches? I screamed at them. <laughs> By the time Mrs. Hargreaves returned, I had decided something important. The members of the Babysitter's Club should keep a notebook. Each time one of us finished a job, she should write it up in the notebook, and the others should read about it. Like a shared diary. <clears throat> that way, we could learn about each other's experiences. With a little luck, we wouldn't make any mistakes more than once. For instance, no more dog sitting. But there's going to be a ghost at some point. I ran home, eager to start the notebook. My first babysitter's club job was over. Oh my god. We have to read to the next tab. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. We can get there. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh god. Okay. So every now and then they do a chapter that's oh. in someone's handwriting and it's like a, a page from the notebook. I was wondering why they, we hadn't gotten to like the diary yeah. where there weren't any diary portions, but it's because they hadn't started the notebook yet. Right. Oh, it all makes sense it now. It makes sense now. Hey, and dumb they... motherfucker. Your question got answered. <laughs> well, I didn't know that it was going to. Jump they... in the gun. They each have um, their own handwriting, which I think is neat. That's pretty neat. What's Christy's handwriting look like? Describe I it for us. I don't know. I don't think it's this, like is, a this is not Christy's handwriting. Lucida What's... handwriting. <laughs> it's a font. I think this is Claudia. Um, oh, it's going to be hard to read. Thursday, September 25th. Chris... It's long. <laughs> Start date. Uh... <laughs> Christy says we have to keep a record of every babysitting job we do in this book. My first job through the Babysitter's Club was last Saturday. I was sitting for Jamie Newton, only it wasn't just for Jamie. It was for Janice and his three cousins spelled wrong. See, Claudia, maybe you shouldn't be so mean to your fucking sister and learn some grammar and spelling. Yeah, but can her sister paint? <sighs> Probably not. Probably not. Four kids all together. Mrs. Newton didn't tell me that over the phone. Anyway, the kids were Jamie plus Rosie, who was three, Brenda, who was five, and Rob, who was eight. And boy, were they wild. Claudia didn't have an easy time of it at the Newtons, that was for sure. Oh, sorry. Journal entry over. <laughs> <laughs> she called me on Sunday End to tell me about it. <laughs> I was almost glad I hadn't gotten the job. <laughs> I forgot to specify. <clears throat> 
What happened was that Mrs. Newton's sister, Mrs. Feldman, and her husband and their three kids were visiting, and the adults had gotten invitations to a show at an art gallery or something. So Miss New- Mrs. Newton needed a babysitter for Jamie and his cousins, but somehow she forgot to mention that to Claudia, which wasn't at all like Mrs. Newton. It must have been because she's pregnant and thinking about the baby. Ordinarily, Mrs. Newton is honest and thoughtful. <laughs> Damn! Now she's a big dumb bitch. <laughs> now she's full of all those she's a pregnant hormones. <laughs> she's a big pregnant liar. And, <laughs> and she's just raging all over us. She always calls her babysitters. <laughs> it's insane. A pickle craving piece of shit. <clears throat> she doesn't sleep. She has like <gasps> 50 pillows. <laughs> Never have enough pillows. She always calls her babysitters if there are any changes in plans. Once, she even called when Jamie had come down with a cold to ask whether I still wanted to come, since I would risk catching it from him. But things must have been slipping Mrs. Newton's mind, because when Claudia showed up that Saturday, four children were waiting for her, and there was a whole bunch of problems. Jamie and Rosie apparently didn't like each other. Brenda was cranky, parenthetical, parenthetical, very cranky, because she was getting over the chicken pox, and Rob hated girls, which included Rosie, Brenda, Jamie's mother, his own mother, and girl babysitters. Boy, that kid needs a little bit of therapy. I, re- I really liked how that sentence was written. <clears throat> That's rare. You went gay. I was thinking incel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When Claudia stepped into the living room, so Rob, like <laughs> Rob was yeah. sulking on one end of the couch, muttering things like, stupid girls, and why do we have to cl- have a dumb girl babysit for us? That, that's actually what he said. Yeah. I'll tell you guys something about Brenda, though. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Brenda was crying and clutching Mrs. Feldman around the legs, which made it hard for both of them to get around. And Rosie and Jamie were fighting. So frankly, we've got a real mess on our hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rosie was trying to yank something out of Jamie's hand. That's mine! Jamie yelled indignantly. It is not, it's mine! Rosie made off with her prize <laughs> and charged up the stairs. Jamie ran after her. It is not, it's mine! Mine! I don't know who this is. Mine. There's an extra mine in there. Mine! I, I, I think these parents made up the Zart show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shouted Jamie. Like, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> mine! Shouted Jamie at the top of his lungs. Claudia said the house was practically shaking. Girls don't play with trucks. That's my moving van. Give it. No, 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 no. Yeah. I want a U-Haul. Moving van. Yeah. What a fun game that always was. I have to move all your shit out of my room. You dumb girl. Since the adults hadn't left yet, Claudia wasn't sure whether she was supposed to break up the fight or let one of the parents do it. Just as she was about to dash up the stairs, Mrs. Feldman managed to unwrap Brenda from around her legs and chase after Jamie and Rosie. She took each one by the hand and walked them downstairs, explaining patiently, Jamie, sometimes girls do play with trucks. Rosie and Brenda do. But Rosie, you don't have a moving van like this one. You must have gotten confused. That belongs to Jamie. Well, I'm glad that's cleared up. <laughs> can I, can I just no. say that you, you, do, you did our go-to mom voice? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Julia, Julia Childs. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Jamie said and stuck out his tongue. Rosie stuck hers out too. Then they touched and everyone was uncomfortable. So we'll just get your dump truck out of the goodie bag, continued Mrs. Feldman. 
You brought three trucks with you, remember? Now maybe you and Jamie can play together nicely. Jamie and Rosie looked at each other suspiciously. Brenda burst into tears again and grabbed hold of her mother. And that's just how things were by the time Jamie's parents and the Feldmans left, except that Brenda was hugging a ratty teddy bear instead of her mother's legs. (gasps) Claudia looked around the room nervously. Rob looked around in disgust because he was surrounded by women. His eyes fell on Jamie, who turned his back on Rosie and was pushing an ambulance back and forth, making loud siren noises. Hey, Jamie, said Rob. Let's get away from all these girls, okay? He glanced defiantly at Claudia. Let's go see Joker. Let's go see Joker. Let's read. Don't date the Let's read some Hunter S. Thompson. Okay, replied Jamie vaguely, busy with the ambulance. Where are you going? Asked Claudia. I'm not telling. And he grabbed Jamie by the wrist. Claudia dashed across the living room and blocked the doorway. Shit is getting fucked up in this house. That sounds awful. Oops. Rob pulled Jamie around and hauled him off in another direction toward the entrance of the dining room. Claudia beat him to it. Where are you going? She asked him again. I'm the babysitter and I have to know. Just tell me where you're going. Aren't they just going somewhere in the fucking house? (laughs) Tell me what room you're going into. (laughs) I must approve of these decisions. What's the Batman thing? What's in the... Uh, Where are the other drugs going? I don't care. It's okay. It's fine. fine. Who's going to make me? Nobody, but I won't let you leave until you do. Rob whirled around again. He let go of Jamie and grabbed his sister instead and used her as a human shield. Jamie sat down on the floor in surprise. I added that. Have we ever had a babysitter as mean as her? Rob asked angrily. No, said Rosie. No, sniffled Brenda, who hadn't finished crying. Jeez, like, solidarity. Are we going to let her be mean? No, shouted his sisters. Okay, let's do it. Claudia said that her stomach felt as if it were on a roller coaster. She had no idea what the Feldman kids were going to do. She found out immediately. Rosie began running around the room, yelling at the top of her lungs. She wasn't yelling words, she was just making noise. Brenda leaped into the Newton's couch and jumped up and down on it as if it was a trampoline. So, like, they had this plan. So this is, like, their, their go-to thing. They're like, you ready to run the, run the one-two on this new blood babysitter, bitch? <laughs> and Rob turned his fingers into guns and aimed them at Claudia. Pow, pow, Uh-oh. pow, pow, pow. <laughs> Weren't we just saying? <laughs> no. Uh, There's trouble this Rob. You're a dead man. I mean, a dead lady. Jamie looked on dazedly. At that point, Claudia almost panicked and, and called Stacy for help. But Jamie, sitting quietly on the floor, inspired her. She remembered that when she was little and she, or Janine, misbehaved, her mother used to turn to her father and just murmur, I-G-N-O-R-E. And they would do just that. Claudia decided to try it on the Feldmans in the hopes that they won't grow up to do a bunch of drugs and then make bad music. She sat on the floor next to Jamie, reached for a copy of The Tale of Peter Rabbit lying abandoned by an armchair, and began to read to him. Jamie rested his head against her shoulder. Thump, thump, thump went Brenda. Aye! shrieked Rosie, running by Claudia and stepping in her lap. <laughs> Claudia didn't even look up. Pow! 
shouted Rob. Pal, hey, babysitter, I'm killing you, okay? Babysitter? Not now, said Claudia. I'm busy. She kept reading, raising her voice. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Potter. Late when, for class again, <laughs> when she got to the part where Mr. McGregor chased after Peter, waving a rake. You know that classic part. I never read it. I never read it. I just remember he had a Peter I just remember he had a red goosebumps. Goosebumps. I was a spooky kid. I was I was spooky. I didn't care about rabbits. Peter Rabbit was before Goosebumps time. I like mummies. And Peter Rabbit was pretty fucking spooky for its time, man. <laughs> So the guy that stop. reads Watership Down. <laughs> yeah. I want my rabbits torn to shreds. Yeah. I don't like my rabbits unless they're bloody and dead. I want them having visions and... I want three left by the end. Yeah. They start a new society. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> the thumping stopped. That's actually the last line in Watership Down. Jesus Spoiler? Christ. <laughs> the thumping stopped. Brenda sat down a few feet away Brenda from Claudia. And tried to listen without appearing too interested. She's trying negging her, you know. <laughs> Rosie continued to You're run around the room, wrong. but she stopped yelling. And every time she ran by Claudia, she 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 didn't show up. She slowed up. So I was about to say showed up, and that would have been embarrassing. I read so badly my last time. You <laughs> yeah, if if anyone's following along, they're getting so frustrated. Well, sometimes the flow of the words just doesn't really they flow just at all. Like, <laughs> The sentence doesn't end up where you think it's The going. word jouncing was in yeah, there. I had to read jouncing. You had to read jouncing a couple of times. I think you got galumphing, too. I got galumphing. Oh, yeah, galumphing. I think those are both real words, but <laughs> underused. Yeah. I said someone spirited someone into a room. What does that fucking mean? At least there's no, what was it? Cartons? cartons. There's no cartons. Oh, the bane. The bane of this show. Cartons. Cartons. Where was I? Oh, Rosie continued to run around the room, but she stopped yelling. And every time she ran by Claudia, she slowed up long enough to look at the pictures in the book. By the time the story was over, Jamie, Rosie, and Brenda were as quiet as mice. Claudia moved them to the couch. She found a copy of Where the Wild Things Are, opened it, and read about Max putting on his wolf suit and making mischief. As much mischief as me? Asked Rob from across the room, dropping his guns. (laughs) Not quite, replied Claudia. Rob looked satisfied. (laughs) If you come over here, she went on, you can find out what happened to him. Rob didn't say anything, but he perched on the arm of the couch and listened to the story. And to two more after that. Never again did he listen, though, because then he died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no, I misread that. And that was Claudia's first babysitter's club job. (laughs) And the story of how she tamed the Feldmans. End of chapter. Jesus. Oh boy. All right. Now don't don't forget that when you get to the end of the journal entry, you have to say end yeah. of journal. End of entry. <laughs> Would you like to know more? <laughs> end right. of journal. Okay, this is Stacy. You can tell because she dots her eyes with hearts. Oh, okay. Which so Stacy. 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 Jenna. Stacy. Quoting our own short film. I, I, it's fun. Thursday, September twenty fifth. Yesterday, I babysat for Christy's little brother, David Michael. Christy told us to write in the Babysitter's Club notebook so we could keep track of any problems that we had with the Babysitter's Club babysitters club jobs. The plurals are throwing me off. 
But taking care of David Michael was no trouble at all. He was very good. While Christy was chasing after around after those two elephants, Pinky and Miffy or whatever their names are, I was having a fine time with David Michael. And wait, wait. End of chapter. End of end of journal. End of journal. End of end of journal. <laughs> ah! Stacy had a fine time at my house, all right, but she had it discovering Sam, and I mean that in the s- most sexual way possible. Her brother Sam. The way you read it didn't make. I had to read that sentence three times. She had a fine time discovering Sam. She had a Sam. fine time, all right, but she had it discovering Sam. Yeah. His balls. It was a weird sentence. It was yeah, weird. it's a very. It is weird. No, it's it weird. Took me a few. Well, it's it was weird. written by a child. The child, ner- child ner- a child, the, no, the, the narrator. This book is over. ruining all of our speech. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Stacy is boy crazy, and my brother is girl crazy, and they fucked. <laughs> they were perfect for each other. Not that Stacy neglected David Michael. Ew. <clears throat> I'm going to try to read this like a human this time. But she did talk an awful lot about Sam after Wednesday. And Sam talked a lot about Stacy. Now, here's the interesting part. Sam is in high school. <laughs> He's a freshman. And Stacy is only in seventh grade. Most high school boys wouldn't be caught dead with a lowly junior high girl unless the girl was a knockout. A knockout 12-year-old. Oh, well, it's fine. It's okay to think in those terms if you're a 13 year old boy, I think. Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. yeah. That could be a 12 year old nod. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There really isn't that her much of an age difference, in. but it's horrifying when you're an adult to read about it. Mm-hmm. So I figure that Stacy's incredible hair and colorful clothes, and the fact that she came from New York City, made New her feel City. pretty special. Get the rope. <laughs> God damn it. I like that we all made. Is that pace? Yeah, salsa. Yes, pace oh, I can't. New York City. Uh, yes. Aww. I bet kids shit. these days yeah, don't get that don't. reference. Nope. I was watching um, Seth Meyers the other day, and he made a uh, Scooby Snack joke, and then like he paused, and then he just said to the audience, "It was a show that was on when my writers were young." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Stacy got to my house just as David Michael was coming home from school, and about ten minutes before, I dashed off to what turned out to be my dog sitting job. I gave her a very fast introduction to our house. Your dog sitting job. I thought you said it turned out to be my dog saying job. <laughs> job. I was like, I missed that part. I'm bad at reading. No, no, that's not. No, I didn't say it. No, for that we're reading. all losing our yes. You're bad at reading bad writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not your. No, fault. it's like you're reading those sentences. That when you start them, you're like, I think I know where this might be going. And you're like, yeah. no, it doesn't seem to be ending where I thought it was. But yeah. the, the why are they saying this? completely changed yeah. the last two and words. And there's, there's a lot of parentheses. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't even handle what the next thing's going to be because it, look, it looks like it's all in one breath, but I'm going to try. Try. Just okay. I believe in I you. I gave her a very fast introduction to our house, parentheses, not knowing whether Sam or Charlie would be home soon. Here's the kitchen. The dishwasher's broken. David Michael can have a snack. Cookies in the jar. Nothing after 4.30. He's allergic to chocolate. Oh, here's Louie. He won't be any trouble. All phone numbers are on the bulletin board. Mom is on the phone. You know where I'll be. The TV's in the playroom. David Michael likes Candyland. It's in the cabinet by the stereo. See if there are any notes from his teacher in his lunchbox. Any questions? <laughs> Stacy shook her head. <laughs> that was great. 
Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. No, that's, you read that exactly as it was written. Damn. <clears throat> okay. I knelt in front of David Michael. This is Stacy, I told him. She's my friend. She's going to babysit for you today. David Michael nodded. He's used to babysitters. He's very professional. <laughs> he put on his tie. <laughs> I'm going to be babysitting somewhere else, not far away. I'll be back around five. Oh, Stacy, my big brothers are Charlie and Sam. Charlie is 16 and Sam is 14. Why aren't they fucking babysitting? <clears throat> I don't know what they're they doing this afternoon. Do. They might be around. They might not. Have fun, you guys. I ran out the door. <clears throat> Stacy said that she and David Michael sat right down at the kitchen table to have a snack. I hadn't been gone for more than five minutes when Sam showed up. He seemed to be angry about something. He was slamming his fist into a baseball glove, but he stopped short when he saw Stacy sitting in the kitchen. According to Sam, Stacy was a foxy chick. According to Stacy, Sam was a gorgeous hunk. When I heard that later, I thought about what they looked like and tried to figure out what they saw at each other. <laughs> I have absolutely no interest in boys. Yeah, we know. Of course. Still, I realize that kind of information might be useful someday. No, she didn't really comment more about why she doesn't understand that what's-her-face is attractive. She's figuring it all out. She's figuring herself out. Give her time. I remembered that Stacy was wearing a matching top and skirt made of a gray sweatshirt material with big yellow number 10s all over it. That's going into a lot of detail. Big number yellow 10s? She sure is a 10. Wink, wink. I get it. Do you get it? Did you? Did Chris? Did you get it? I did. John, did you get it? I'm gonna add to this description, and you're gonna think she sounds even more like a ten, John. Oh, yes. Because Possibly her hair was pinned back with clips shaped like rainbows. Oh, oh. fuck. Oh. Uh. Little silver whistles were dangling from her ears. She <laughs> Lisa Frank stickers all over her face. No, I didn't read that wrong. <laughs> Little silver whistles were dangling from her ears. Every time she shook her head, it was like. (laughs) (laughs) It was all very cool. Very cool. But it seemed kind of young looking. And she was drinking a glass of milk. The sexiest of drinks. What a loser. I thought about Sam. She should have been having whiskey. Now, he is pretty good looking with dark curly hair. He's your brother. Sparkly blue eyes and a few freckles. I don't have that. But he was wearing jeans so ratty, he'd once promised mom he'd throw them away but then hadn't been able to go through with it. Just separation kind of anxiety. Twisted. Yeah, yeah. And the a t-shirt that said... just thrown them away. Yeah, yeah. My mom would have just thrown them away. Yeah. And a t-shirt that said, I know you are, but what am I? Hey, back hey. around the peewee. <laughs> There's a lot of peewee in this. Uh, to top it off, he was mad. So where's just the what fox? women loving men. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she can change him. Yeah. An angry guy in a Pee Wee Herman t-shirt. <laughs> mm. How's that even possible? Sign me up. So where did the foxy chick and the gorgeous hunk come Check, from? Please. Where did, was it the hair? The freckles? I couldn't figure it out. Anyway, Sam stopped being mad, and Stacy finished the milk she was drinking as fast as she could and checked to be sure oh, she didn't have any on her up. upper lip. <laughs> Chuck lost I used to as a child. Didn't make me grow any taller. <laughs> Hi, said Stacy. Hello, said Sam. He put his books and his glove on the table. His glove. Oh, he's coming back from practice, I guess. He's, he's not like Michael Jackson. Well, he was yeah. Punching the glove. Yeah. yeah. Put his glove on the table. It's Freddy Krueger, I think. 
<laughs> leaned against the counter and crossed his legs. Do you ever wonder, like, could someone actually do that? I think you could, yes. I um, would definitely slip and fall. Yeah, right. <laughs> if I tried. He's a, he's a and slip and fall in your ass. But you read something and it's like, he leapt up, arms akimbo, and crossed his leg. And you're like, wait, what? Did he? Could you do that? Um, crossed his legs, running his fingers through his hair. All right. He, so he put his books and his glove on the table, leaned against the counter, and crossed his legs, running his fingers through his hair. Checks out. Uh, I've seen pretty, him do it's that. It's pretty hot. He thinks it makes him look cool and casual. Stacy and Sam both spoke at once. Let me see how you do that. <laughs> both spoke at once. You want me to help you? <clears throat> sure. You do a... Wait, wait. You do this one. I'll do this one. Ready? Wait. Oh, okay. You must, okay. I'll do this. You do that. Okay. One... Two, three. You must be Stacy. <laughs> oh. That went well. Oh, said Stacy, flattered. Huh. Has Christy mentioned me? I'm gonna have a voice for Sam, do I? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, she said you were gonna babysit today. I was gonna go over to this guy Ernest's house. <laughs> He's. Pretty scared. He might be scared straight. But maybe. But he also might be in jail. But he might be. But he also might be going to jail. Could be saving Christmas. You never know. With this guy. He's all over the place. He's got his friend named Vern. You know what I mean? <laughs> to be fair, these are the names of all people that would be old. <laughs> oh, now. shit. I can't recover. But maybe Jim Varney, rest in peace. <laughs> but I, I think he's busy or something. So I'll just stick around here. Well, listen, replied Stacy. Do you want me to leave? There's no reason for your mom to pay me to babysit if you're going to be at home. Oof, I'm laughing so hard now my eyes are stinging from tears. Um, That's the, you run that risk when you bees. read the Babysitters Club. That's true. <laughs> uh, crying, I'm crying at how good this is. <clears throat> It's only book one. Oh, no, no, <laughs> said Sam quick. Said, 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 said Sam quickly. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. The deal with my mom is that Charlie and Christy and I only have to babysit David, Mi David Michael one day a week each. <laughs> the rest of the time, we can do whatever we want, even if we're at home. Wow, that's really nice of your mom. Can I have a twink? <laughs> Can I have a Twinkie? David Michael <laughs> <laughs> interrupted them. Yes, he's very professional. <laughs> said, he's, he's the a, one that insists he be called David Michael. He's a professional. He said, May I? Good evening, fellows. <laughs> Stacy looked at her watch. I guess so. Do you think you'll still be able to eat your dinner tonight? Yes, replied David Michael <laughs> firmly. Okay. David, David Michael got a package of Twinkies from the cupboard, opened it, took one out, and handed the other to Sam. Here, he said, you want it? It isn't that he's proper, it's that he's very serious. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could relate. I was a serious kid. He's got a tie on. <clears throat> sure. Sam took the Twinkie, broke it in half, and gave one piece to Stacy. Oh, no, her weakness. Oh, no. Oh, no. no thanks, <clears throat> she said. You must be the one on the diet, Sam said. I heard about Christy you. Christy told us one of her friends was dieting. That sure takes willpower, I guess. Stacy stood up. So, she said to David Michael, how about some Candyland? Yay. Heck, I'll play too, <laughs> said Sam. 
We can have a championship series. What? First one to win two games is the Candyland champion of the universe. You're going to play. Oh, sorry. You're going to play. David Michael's eyes widened. Yeah, sure. But you never. Hey, little brother, your shoe's untied. It is? David Michael looked at his feet. That seems highly improbable. He was improbable. wearing sneakers fastened with Velcro straps. I don't have laces, he said witheringly. He said witheringly. <laughs> he is like this. Made you look. Oh, Sam ran out of the kitchen. You, you, I'm telling, cried David Michael. Hey, squirt, Sam called from the playroom. Come on, we better start playing if we're going to have time for a championship series. That sounds fucking boring. <laughs> The internet didn't exist. <laughs> Just need to play the same board game over. They and had over nothing and over. to do. They didn't have smartphones or Netflix. So David, Michael, Stacy, and Sam settled themselves on the floor and played Candyland. And so it came to pass. <laughs> they were still Are you Morgan playing. Freeman? <laughs> they were still playing so when I got home Andy from Dawson. And David Michael. <laughs> Later in the privacy of my room. <laughs> Some days they will. <laughs> He was my friend. <laughs> Stacy said they'd had a great time, except that Sam kept teasing David Michael and accusing him of cheating. Stacy didn't know whether to laugh with Sam since she wanted to impress him or take David Michael's side since he was so fucking serious <laughs> and said she was his Poor babysitter. Me. She said she did both. She did the both? Then I told Stacy about Pinky and Buffy McKeever, and Stacy laughed until she was practically hysterical. The dogs And this was names. written at a time where she could have been committed <laughs> Pinky for and it. Buffy McKeever? <laughs> the 80s. Met our cat, Pancakes Eaton. <laughs> All things considered, Stacy definitely had the easiest of the first four Babysitter's Club jobs. Mary Ann's, which was next, was sort of scary, as you'll see. And it was pretty interesting. Dot, dot, dot. At least to me. <laughs> okay oh boy they literally just had a find out in the next chapter yeah. keep reading babysitters you'll see this is a book <laughs> I love that vote of confidence it was pretty interesting at least to me <laughs> that doesn't, it's like a pretty interesting uh huh there's at more, least to me and you're like oh there's right. more yeah. to this story well there is maybe in you fact, just have bad taste Christy. there's a whole new chapter oh shit which one is it chapter 10 <gasps> Does it start with a journal Double entry? Digits. <laughs> Begin journal entry. <laughs> Saturday, September 27th. I don't know what Christy always makes such a fuss about. <laughs> this cursive is... The cursive, oh, wait, oh shit! The cursive and the and the beer is combining is, to make this is oh, yeah. what Marianne. <laughs> oh, that's supposed to be the nerd job. That is hard to read. Watson's kids are cute. Karen is five and Andrew is three. I think Christy would like them if she were babysat. If she babe, hey, hey. I think Christy would like them if she ever babysat for them. Are you reading this, Christy? <laughs> I think that's I hope so, but it sure looks like I rape so. Okay. Well. They need to work on their penmanship. Yes, they that's do. For damn I hope so. Well, Christy said How this well notebook. well do you? <laughs> said this notebook is for us to write our experiences and our problems in, especially our problems. And there were a few problems at Watson's house. Tell me that doesn't look like an R. 
Yeah. At Watson's Rouse. Watson's, Watson's Rouse? Old school. When I said Andrew and Karen were cute, I mean they were cute looking. Oh, right. What else could there you mean? That, I mean, you're, you're reading this so angrily. There aren't that but, many different versions. But dig this. They were what cute acting, this? too. It's like, what's your fucking point then? Most of the time. Listen, get this straight. Over, they looked cute, and then they acted cute. Overall, and that's why I they were them pretty fucking cute. cute. <laughs> yeah. And I'll cut anyone who doesn't believe me. <laughs> wait, wait, where the fuck am I? But sometimes. Wow, she but sometimes. wrote a long one. Oh boy, this is this is a rough one. Oh god, but some but sometimes <laughs> Karen was a pill. Was <laughs> a oh shit, that was one problem. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. That was one problem. Period. Another problem. <laughs> another <laughs> another problem. Was Boo Boo <laughs> the cat? Period. The biggest problem was Max. Max. Mrs. Mrs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mrs. Pointer. Bar- Park. Porter. Porter. The next. It looks like Porter. The next door <laughs> neighbor. This uh, looks like a really Mrs. uplifting Panthers scene in a movie this? where you're teaching him how to read. <laughs> You make me happy. <laughs> Another anyone? Nope. Anyone else who sits for Andrew and Karen should know about Boo Boo and Mrs. Porter ahead of time. Gosh. It took years of my life. You did it. End journal entry. (laughs) End journal entry. Oh my God. Watson. Watson. Watson picked up Marianne at 8.45 Saturday morning and drove her to his house. He lives all the way across. Watson's Christy's mom's boyfriend, right? Yes. Not stepfather. Christy's mom's boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. He lives all the way across Fucktown, so it's hard to get to his place (laughs) by bike. According to Marianne, Watson was very nice to her in the car, ugh, which was to be expected. Hold on, I have another question. I'm yes. Sorry. Was Watson his first name? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. What kind of 12-year-old would refer to someone by their last name? It's like it's got to be his first name, but what the fuck kind of first what name was, is that? What would his last name be if his first name was already Watson? Jenkins. All right. Sounds great. Watson Haberdashery. <laughs> he always makes an extra What's effort to... What's on your mind? <laughs> He always makes an extra effort to be nice to me, since he knows I don't like to have him around. And called him a terrible father the last time you saw him. So, of course, he would be nice to my best friend. Marianne says that Watson lives in a very pretty big house. I guess he has a lot of money. It's probably why mom likes him. He'd have to, the way he throws it around, buying Chinese food left and right, and taking my mom out on dates almost every night. You know how fucking expensive Chinese food is? They do go on a very. lot of dates considering she has young children. It's true. Anyway. My parents didn't do shit. This says it. This says anyway. Well, anyway. You both are the same age. One of you couldn't babysit the other. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the house is large and Andrew and Karen have neat rooms and toys. Marianne had never seen 
so many. <laughs> Gigantic stuffed animals, dolls, a train that you could really ride around the backyard. This is fucking Neverland? Cars, bikes, a playhouse, costumes to dress up in. Watch it as it was, Michael Jackson. It was incredible, <laughs> kind of like being in Toys R Us. Watson turned out... This is another sentence that's too hard to read. Watson turned out to be not only a very good father, but a very organized customer. The first thing he did was introduce Marianne to Andrew and Karen, <laughs> whose mother had just <laughs> brought them over. Then he showed her their rooms, took her back downstairs, showed her where all the stuff was for making lunch, and finally pinned up a list of phone numbers she might need. And then he brought out Boo Boo. From what Marianne told me, boo-boo must truly be a boo-boo. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Is that an accident? He, he was a mess of a cat. He was, <laughs> uh, he was gray with big yellow eyes that were kind of handsome, but he was fat in italics. He oh. looked like a pillow with legs attached. This, what, is he dusty? <laughs> He's dusty? I'm gonna call Dusty a mess of a cat. Dusty, you mess of a cat. <laughs> when he rough. stood up, his stomach touched the ground, and when he tried to run, it swayed back and forth. Oh, it was gross. He weighs 17 pounds. Karen said proudly, "We think he belongs in the Guinness Book of World Records." Remarked Watson. Marianne, Marianne couldn't figure out why Watson was showing Boo Boo to her. Why wouldn't you? He sounds amazing. <laughs> this mess of a I cat. I bet you. I bet you Twiggy's bigger. <laughs> oh, definitely. Our okay, he was really, really fat. So what? Certainly, he didn't need to be fed. Watson cleared his throat and adjusted his glasses. <clears throat> like we already established what he sounded like in the previous what episode. Is he, what does he sound like? Like he's on Downton Abbey and shit. Oh, okay. that was before he dropped the ruse and we found out he was. Michael <laughs> well, yeah, he's got a fucking Neverland. I'm not gonna do a Michael he Jackson a impression. <laughs> yeah, he's a child at heart. There are a few things you should know about Boo Boo, he said. Now, Marianne is not the bravest person in the world. She is the nerd of the group, and she said that right when she began to feel just the teensiest bit afraid, she put her finger in her mouth and bit the nail. The like, first thing. The whole finger. Said Watson. <laughs> it bled badly. <laughs> Is that Boo Boo bites if provoked and scratches? He's an attack cat, said Karen. That's, that's all cats. <laughs> it's cats. best if you that's just steer clear of him, Watson went on. I'd, li I'd offer to confine him while I'm gone, but he doesn't like that much. He gnawed <laughs> the laundry room door all up like a dog. Jesus. Just try to ignore him. That's why he's so fat, he's full of wood. Marianne nodded. Whatever you do, don't touch him, added Watson. Marianne nodded again. Well, I guess that's it. Any questions? <laughs> no, no, not really. Lunch at 12.30, right? Said Marianne. Right. Maybe I just wasn't aware of structure as a child, but I don't think we had like a lunch time. I don't think well, I did either. Like a set like, time. They need to yeah. eat at this time yeah. and this time and yeah. get at this time. That was time. only ever. I never. It I was, was never like, there. It was like it's around time. noon. My parents were hungry. They make food. I think. If it was a weekend, I'd leave before my parents would even wake up, and then I'd show up around dinner time. <laughs> Can that you, was not my childhood. Pancakes, you're gonna be. You're gonna be. Uh, boo boo. You're playing boo boo. Okay, your motivation is you're fat, and you're a fucking. You're mess. a fucking you're mess. A total boo boo. 
You you can you can okay, you can gonna, you can start. Gonna I'm, hurt you. I'm gonna try to do this. Oh God! <laughs> no, she's so powerful. <laughs> what about Mrs. Porter, Daddy? Asked Karen. <laughs> oh, I think she's on vacation. Replied Watson. <laughs> no need to worry about her. <laughs> he turned to Marianne. Miss Porter is an elderly woman who lives next door. She's a bit on the eccentric. She's. A, I have a hard time with this word, but I'm insisting upon using it. She's a bit on the eccentric side, and Karen is convinced she's a witch. She isn't, of course. Oh, there, I've diffused that little bit of what might seem interesting. That could have been cool, but She isn't, of course. No such thing could exist. <laughs> nope, and that's just why rich. I say, of course. But she doesn't like animals, and Boo Boo seems to have gotten on her bad side. We try to keep the two of them apart. Okay, I'm off, kids. Watson kissed Andrew and Karen goodbye. I'll be home by 1.30 a.m., <laughs> he told Marianne. Marianne was just wondering how to entertain her charges when Karen began to talk. It turned out that she was a nonstop chatterer. We're divorced, she announced. What? Yep, said Andrew. Our parents live in different houses. Yep, said Andrew. He sat down in a little wagon. He sat down in... <laughs> A little sat wagon. down a little wagon. That's a wagon. Yes, yeah, like, obviously sat down in yeah, a little wagon. Our mummy's going to get married again. Yep, said Andrew, pushing himself around the playroom. Then we'll have one mummy and two daddies. Yep, said Andrew. He backed into a bookcase. What? Uh, what stream of consciousness bullshit is this? <laughs> I don't know that one of these conversations in this book so far has been one that you actually need to read. And if our daddy gets married again, then how many mommies and daddies will we have, Andrew? Yep. Oh, boy. Marianne giggled. Okay. Come on, guys. It's a sunny day. Let's, let's play outside, okay? Oh, great, exclaimed Karen. I have a new doll. Daddy bought her for me. She hasn't been out in the sun much yet because she'll sunburn. She is very fair. I think she could, she, I think she should get a tan, don't you? Dolls can tan, you know. Of course, they're real anyway. They can do whatever people do. They can draw and break dance and... What the fuck is happening? They tell you to murder small animals. <laughs> they can get married just like people. They can do things if you want them to. You know what I mean. I didn't add break dancing. That's in the book. And the tanning. And the tanning. The Marianne was beginning to feel dizzy from the chloroform. <laughs> Want to play outside, Andrew? Yep. Marianne You're going took to be the kids. our new doll. <laughs> Marianne took the kids into Watson's big backyard. Andrew brought the wagon and pushed Boo Boo around in it. Is he allowed to do that? Marianne asked Karen. Your father said not to touch Boo Boo. Oh, he meant you shouldn't touch Boo Boo. You're a stranger. But an Boo Boo, but an outsider. But Boo Boo knows us, the greater good. He wouldn't hurt us. Karen pushed for a breath. Karen paused for a breath and went on. You see that house, the one next door? Marianne peered over Watson's rose garden in between the trees. Next Twist. door was a castle. Oh, well, actually. It was a sprawling Victorian mansion. Wait, oh. You stopped in the middle of the sentence. With gables and turrets and wooden curly cues on the porch. The paint was peeling and one shutter was crooked. 
Marianne said later that it looked dark and scary. Yes, she said to Karen. That's where the witch lives, right, Andrew? Andrew plowed the wagon into a tree and Boo Boo leaped out. Yup. It's Mrs. Porter and she's an honest and truly witch. Mrs. Porter isn't her witch name, though. Her witch name is Morbida Destiny. <laughs> what? Holy fuck. It's also her porn name. <laughs> the big kids on the street told me so. And she eats toads and casts spells and flies to witch meetings on her broomstick every midnight. Witch meetings. Witch meetings. What, are witch, what, what do you think witch meetings consist of? A lot of naked dancing at midnight. Oh, okay. Trading uh, toad recipes. Oh, just like, how, ha- how high should our hats be this year? <laughs> Marianne stared at the house, nibbling away at her nails again. She wasn't sure what to tell Karen. If she told her the stories weren't true, she probably wouldn't get off to a very good start as a babysitter. If she agreed with Karen, she'd practically be lying to her. At last, she said, do you believe in the stories about more Mrs. Porter? More. Karen, more. <laughs> Karen nodded. I have proof. You do? Mm. Yep, the proof is boo-boo. You used Mrs- to be my brother. <laughs> Mrs. Porter made him fat. One day when boo-boo was nice and skinny, he went into Mrs. <clears throat> Porter's garden and dug up some of her flowers. <clears throat> Mrs. Porter came out and yelled at him and threw a fit. The next day, he started getting fat. Yep, said Andrew. So now we have to keep Boo Boo away from Mrs. Porter's yeah, house. Like, we Andrew, don't... I'm concerned about more than Karen. <laughs> yeah, I know. We don't want her That's to like cast another spell on him. <laughs> should have been worried about Andrew this whole yeah. time. Making him... Him. Yeah. Making him fat wasn't so bad, she but she Andrew might do again. something really, really mean. Well, said Marianne, we don't have to worry about it today since Mrs. Porter's not at home. And I only believe in science. And it was at that exact second that Marianne saw window shades snap up on the first floor of Mrs. Porter's house. A wrinkled face with a big nose pressed itself against the panes of glass. Karen saw the face too. Fully pressed. Oh, she screamed. (laughs) That's more bit of destiny. She's home after all. Where's Boo Boo? Where's Boo Boo? Marianne began to feel afraid again. She knew there were no such things as witches. Were there? But the face at the window didn't look very friendly, and Andrew was crying, and Karen was panicking. All right. Marianne tried to remain calm. She thought about what Watson had told her. And we all remember that, don't we? (laughs) I definitely do, but you should remind us. Do not touch (laughs) boo-boo. Do whatever you want with the children, but do not touch. <laughs> I'll give you guys a little review. Mm-hmm. What 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 Watson had told her was that Mrs. Porter was just an eccentric old lady. I just got right past that word. That time. You did it. You did it. You I didn't did even it. have to point it out. Nice. Who's this, who's speaking now? Well, I can't tell. <laughs> just as she said. Let's look for Boo Boo, you guys, she said. We don't have to, wailed Karen. I see him. He's... Karen gulped. She pointed her finger. He's in Morbid Destiny's garden now. (laughs) Well, I'll just go get him somehow, said Marianne. (laughs) Remembering that she wasn't supposed to touch Boo Boo, let alone pick him up. She's already gone from the window, Karen cried. She's coming to the door. I know it. 
Okay, okay, Karen. Is this Marianne here? Yes, it. Okay, okay, Karen. You're in charge of Andrew for a few minutes. You stay in the yard with him and watch him. I'll be right back. Marianne said her heart was pounding as she crossed the Watson's yard. As she crossed Watson's yard, not the Watsons. It is a first name. You could call him the Watson. She crossed Watson's yard and stood at the edge of Mrs. Porter's property. Boo Boo was about 10 feet away from her in the middle of some chrysanthemums, digging away happily. Okay, so eccentric gives you trouble, but chrysanthemum, you're just like... I'm just flying right past that. (laughs) Shit ain't got nothing on me. (laughs) Boo Boo! Marianne called softly. She glanced at the house. No sign of Mrs. Porter. Maybe she hadn't seen Boo Boo. Boo Boo! Marianne called again. Come here! She snapped her fingers. That'll work for the cat. Yeah, cats love it. Because they're all beat poets, you know? (laughs) Boo-Boo didn't even look up. Could have told you that, Marianne. Yoo-hoo, Boo-Boo! Marianne stepped closer. Boo-Boo sat down and scratched himself. Boo-Boo, hey, fat cat! That'll get him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, wait, hang on. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm very, I'm trying to figure out this it says a croaky voice like oh a, a witchy voice a witchy voice the witch. boo boo hey fat cat called a croaky voice marianne's heart just about stopped beating and she fucking died <laughs> the end. but then she came back to life yay but then she came back to life and whirled around as she was whirling around she could hear karen shrieking in watson's yard Behind Marianne stood a witch. Honest to goodness, she told me later. She looked just like a witch from the picture book. Mrs. Porter, or Morbida Destiny, (laughs) the stripper, or whoever she was, was dressed in black from head to toe. Her hair was gray and frazzly. There was a wart on the end of her nose. Played by Helena Bonham Carter. She was carrying what Marianne at first <clears throat> mistook for a broom, but turned out to be a cauldron. I mean a rake. That fat cat, said Mrs. Porter, shaking the rake with every word, is digging up my mums. I know, I know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to get him out for you. Marianne decided to forget Watson's warning. She stepped right into the garden and reached for Boo Boo. Boo Boo hissed and swiped at her with his paw, claws extended. Marianne jumped back. That does it, girly, said Mrs. Porter. She jumped into the garden and waved the rake at Boo Boo. Boo Boo's eyes opened wide. He leaped over a bush of golden mums and streaked away, balls bouncing. So he hasn't been neutered? No, he hasn't been neutered. Luckily, he streaked back into Watson's yard. Mrs. Porter shook her rake after him. Rapscallion, she cried. (laughs) (laughs) she headed for her house she's 300 years old (laughs) marianne could hear her muttering things like children and pets and darned nuisance back in watson's yard karen greeted marianne tearfully did you hear that it was a curse what was rapscallion marianne asked looking nervously (laughs) over her shoulder at the chrysanthemum bed yeah no, that wasn't a curse. That's a real word. <laughs> it's a perfectly cromulent word. She was <laughs> calling Boo Boo a name, but she did not put a spell on him. Are you sure? Positive. Right, Andrew? Yep. 
All right, that's pretty smart, Marianne. <laughs> right. Always get back up there. Good one. I don't know, said Karen. I don't know. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Marianne went on. Karen's Did you 30. see? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see more, Mrs. Porter? More, more, more mixing more. up herbs or looking for bats feet? No. Did you see her crushing toadstools or stirring things in a cauldron? No. Then how do you know she cast a spell? Asked Marianne triumphantly. Good one, Marianne. Marianne. She's a smarty. She told her. She's a nerd. She's a witch. She could do anything she would. Hey! Shrieked Karen, pointing. Marianne's stomach flip-flopped. She immediately looked over at Mrs. Porter's yard. Sure, she was going to see the old woman flapping across the lawn in her funny black dress. But Mrs. Porter wasn't in sight. Karen was pointing at Boo-Boo. Look at that, cried Karen. He's going crazy. (laughs) The voice is going to change every fucking time. (laughs) Boo-Boo did, in fact, look a little crazy, Marianne said later. Trying to hit all the regional accents of bad British accents. He's a fucking nutter. (laughs) (laughs) It's Karen Bob Hoskins. (laughs) Tones. As she watched, the cat ran partway across Watson's backyard, came to an abrupt stop ran around in a circle, then dashed off in the direction he had just come from and scrambled up a tree. You know, like a cat. So what our cats do every mm. fucking morning. Yeah. Oh, said Marianne nervously. He's just being a cat. <laughs> cats do silly things like that all the time. They see ghosts everywhere. <laughs> Marianne had never owned a cat, so she'd had very little experience with them. But she had once seen the Pikes' cat. Sarge, wake up from a sound sleep, leap off the couch, jump up on top of the television set, and immediately fall asleep again. Still. Boo-boo doesn't do silly things, said Karen, edging toward Marianne. He's too fat and old. Marianne took Karen and Andrew by their hands. The three of them stood and watched Boo-boo. Take us Boo-boo. For a while... He looked as if he might go to sleep up in the tree. Karen grew bored. Psst, she whispered after a moment. More pity Destiny's out a window again, and she's looking over here. Sure enough, the old face was once again pressed against the window panes. Eyeballs touching the glass. <laughs> Tongue swishing around. Morbida raised her right hand to her nose, and Boo Boo sat straight up. Slipped, slid, and finally fell out of the tree. Landed on his feet and shot past Marianne and the kids, hissing as he went by. Oh, no, wailed Karen. Marianne squeezed her hand. Boo-Boo tore up the steps to the back porch and waited by the door. I guess it would be a good idea to let him in, said Marianne. At least we won't have to worry about Miss Porter's garden anymore. So Marianne opened the door and Boo-Boo ran inside. He ran straight into the laundry room, jumped into the laundry basket, and stayed there for 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) And stayed there while Marianne and Karen and Andrew ate lunch. Every time Marianne checked on him, he peered at her through the sides of the basket and yowled. Marianne started to tell Karen that it was all just a big coincidence. But then she didn't know how to explain the meaning of coincidence, so she gave up. Daddy, it's a spell, Karen told Watson urgently as soon as he came home. Watson laughed. (laughs) Don't be silly. There are no such things as spells, you fucking idiot. (laughs) 
But by then, even Marianne wasn't so sure. She was very relieved to go home. I would be. Bop. Oh, ba 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 are we doing that even if it's not scary? Yes. Oh, okay. That's still our MO. Yeah. That's our MO. Yeah. Okay. So that was chapters six through ten. We did it. Club. We did it. Boy, what a ride. What a bunch of shit that happened to those babysitters. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They were put through the ringer. Oh, yeah. So is this a theme in these books? Does it break them down into separate adventures like that in the middle of the book often or does it usually have like one big unified story that they're I was all part also of? wondering that because I don't remember I was even but I, other one, I would I guess rhythm, that yeah. it is set up this way yes I'm I think the other sure one we they... read was based all around one particular it was that was like job. a that was a specific like it was Dawn's story okay. so yeah. I think some of them probably focus on one person more than the others but also, I would think it, they gotta, probably you know, have chapters yeah. that involve everybody occasionally I do remember the other one that we read that listeners of this show have not heard yet but they will at one point <laughs> at some point in the future because we'll release it uh, I, I remember that that book we started skipping um, the <laughs> The uh, diary chapters. Oh, we did. Yeah, towards the end, we started skipping them because it was had, like impossible to read. Well, it's impossible yeah. to read, and also like it had nothing to do with the story. Mm-hmm. So like the story was about the ghost at Dawn's house, but then like it kept stopping. Is Dawn even here yet? I don't no, think she's she not is. even here. Okay, it's, she's not. Uh, she's not like the core baby. She hasn't moved back story. from California yet. Yeah, <laughs> she hasn't. <laughs> Boy, that's right. She sure hasn't. <laughs> Right now, Dawn's in California. She has no idea what's going on with these girls. <laughs> Let's imagine what Dawn's been doing while these crazy adventures have been happening. She doesn't even know they have a club. Yeah, yeah. she's been surfing. Yeah. She's been cutting those foam. She's cutting that foam. <laughs> cutting those foam. <laughs> Is that a surfing term? Yeah, she's cutting, cutting that, that foam. Foam cutters. She's cutting that foam. She's sprawling that. That's why she formed the, the Foam Cutters Club. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Foam <laughs> The Foam Cutters Club. All right. Yeah, bra. Let's go to the let's go to the beach and cut some foam. Chuck a bra. So really, the the main moral of these books is collective bargaining and forming unions. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, and children are awful. Yeah. Yes, and the, children are awful. Like you would think that twelve year olds are awful, but then there's even younger kids yeah. that are so awful that they're awful to twelve year olds. It's great that like, yeah, these are like the these are twelve year olds, but the way that they're acting to these kids is like an adult, just like yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, what do I gotta do? Oh boy. Thank I was you. a pretty sorry, no, just no. one last point. Yeah. I was a pretty serious kid, and even at twelve, I can't imagine fucking forming a business that involved me watching over other younger people. No. That seems like a lot to handle at that twelve. Feels... I don't think I could have done it. I wanted to make my own detective agency. That it didn't pan out. Awesome. I couldn't get I couldn't get finance. <laughs> oh, I want to make like a cartoon that's like Muppet Babies, but it's you and you're just like it's, it's you with a full beard, but you're you a little kid. You don't sit before us today known as the world's greatest detective. Nope. <laughs> no. Uh, it didn't pan out. I feel like this that's a lot of work. This thing of like these uh preteen girls forming union and business mm-hmm. and all this shit is a very like 80s 
thing. Like I, I or like eighties, maybe even early nineties, but like it just feels like a thing that existed, but like doesn't anymore. Like children Pre-internet. being industrious. Children being industrious. Say what? Pre-internet. Pre-internet. But seriously, yeah, like like go out and find something to do. Yeah. Like be productive. Go start a Make business. Money. Go start a business. Yeah. Make money. Like yeah, have lem- a treasurer. Like this kind of thing. Like lemonade stands. Like I don't think kids really do yeah. that anymore. Mm-mm. They'll play a video game about it though. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They'll they'll play Grand Theft Auto and make a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Figure that out. They'll play the stock market in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. So what's up with Jim Bartolini? Is that what his name? I was? hope Jim he Bartolini? comes back. Well, uh, no, it, it was it was confirmed that it was her older brother doing a prank call. Oh, but I still like the idea of Bernie Sanders, Jim Bartolini. <laughs> I am looking for or the guy top one percent. <laughs> Or a guy looking a for... I'm running for president of Fucktown. <laughs> My name is Bernie Sanders. I feel like if this was Seinfeld, there would be a real Jim Bartolini. Yes. And he would get mixed up in it. Yeah. Jim Bartolini. Uh, we need to remember that, that name. We need to name someone. Are they sitting on the babies? That moment might even be followed by a slap bass fill. Boom, 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 boom. Most definitely. <laughs> I'm Jim Bartolini. <laughs> Uh, well, that is it for this episode of Below Grade Level. Thank you for listening. Thank you, John, for well, being with for us. Having me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Good. <clears throat> I'm glad. Because sometimes I'm like, boy, I hope people like this. <laughs> <laughs> we like it, but really, it's all an elaborate uh, trick to get people to listen. Is we have them on the show. So each time you and have a guest, tricked into listening that increases your listenership by one. That's true, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. now you're going to be like, oh, I want to find out more about these babysitters. I do like that doing something like this, it reduces you to that. It's like you you have to, normally you have to stay up to like three in the morning hanging out to get to that point where you're just laughing and you're not really sure what it is that you're laughing at. Yeah. Because there's nothing really funny in these but, but yeah, I was going to say, you get there real quick. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> there's a hallucinogenic quality to, <laughs> to reading these books. When you're like, did what I just there's read DMT in your the beer. Yeah. yeah, what are the and words that breaks. I'm reading yeah. in front of my eyeballs? I don't even understand. Um, Wouldn't it be weird if you guys <clears throat> had um, the listenership of people who are the right age to be reading these books. Like, wouldn't it be weird if you were like a like a twelve year old girl oh, and you were like, amazing. you know, I don't like to read the books. I listen to them, and they were like, oh, you do the audio. I think we'd get no, shut down. No, no, yeah. yeah, I think we'd get shut down like real yeah. quick. <laughs> I'm honestly like, we're not like we're not popular enough to be shut down. I'm, I, like, yeah. I feel like if we got shut down, I'd be like, wow, we made it. Yeah, that, that, that honestly, getting a cease and desist from R.L. Stein would be like the greatest <laughs> thing to ever happen. I'd be to like, us. he wrote me. Yeah. <laughs> his lawyer did like that would be awesome like this somehow became his attention the thing is like Jonathan straight up tweeted at him oh yeah and said hey we're reading your book your brand <laughs> your new brand one new one that just came out on our podcast and no response no got bigger fish to fry yeah those movies bigger podcasts and making fun of them um, we are on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, so subscribe to Below Grade Level on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our other shows on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, which are The Sketchy Show, CD Reads, Movie Club. Those are all great shows that we do about different things. Yes. And um, follow us on Facebook, uh, Cactus Rodeo. Find Cactus Rodeo on Facebook and follow it for comics and podcasts and short films and John would you like to plug anything okay um yeah you can find podcasts that I make I'm 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 
I've just gotten a new computer. <gasps> so a lot of things that have been rotting on my dying laptop for <laughs> months are nice. now about to start coming out. So if you go to your favorite podcatcher and just search for FYIZ, uh, you'll be able to subscribe and coming soon there'll be, I wish, I really wish, when will this episode be coming out actually? Do you know? From now, um, three weeks. By that time, I should. I wish I could say right now what is on the feed, but there will be lots of stuff hitting that feed very soon. So. But there is stuff on FYI. There's already, already stuff there, so but people there, can go there and yes. catch up. But, yeah, but there'll be more. In three weeks, who knows what you'll find? In three weeks, who knows? True. Yeah, there we might could be all be like dead. Yeah. Fucking fifty new episodes, <laughs> <laughs> or we could be dead. Right, that too. Yeah, one of those. Um, and you can find uh, a movie podcast that I do that has been on hiatus for the last several months, but we're coming back soon too. But a lot of backlog on that uh, movie schmovie. You can find us on all your favorite podcatchers. And you can look for S-I-G-H-F-I-G-H, uh, two words. That's, that's sci-fi. That's my musical stuff. You can look for that on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Band or Bandcamp or Bandcamp. <laughs> Bandcamp. I post on Rantcamp. Yeah, Rantcamp or or. <laughs> Bat can is another word. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you can look for sci-fi on Bandcamp or SoundCloud if you want to hear some of the little musical things I do. Cool. And all the music to Pop Sucker Theater. Oh, that's right. Yes. John. Uh, We've worked together before. Uh, composed and performed all of the original music for our show Pop Sucker Theater, which uh, season one is out. Um, you can watch it on YouTube and Vimeo, popsuckettheater.com. It's spelled very confusingly, so you should look it up. <laughs> and uh, and we are currently in production on season two, which will be out TBD. It, it will be out. Yeah. I just don't know when. <clears throat> we got jobs. A lot of work. I'm going to go with 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it might be 2020. It'll be the perfect thing to cheer you up when you find out who the new president is. That's true. <gasps> Ooh, good point. This isn't a pessimistic thing. I'm going... 2021. I'm going to split the difference. You're not wrong to think that. But early, <laughs> to prove early, early in 2020. Early 2021. Like January 2020. It's a lot of puppets. <laughs> so, yeah. many pup- so many puppets. And I am not helping at all. <laughs> so I know, slow I'm getting going. more ham surgery in December. So. Yeah. And not in that usual vague way where you're just not being helpful. This is like specific non like, yeah, yeah, it's like not I, not I, I did you. the thing I could do. And there's other things I could do, but we're not at the point where I could do those things. It's very complicated. Who knew sock puppets were so hard? Oh, wait, we did. (laughs) We did it already. Oh, boy. Thank you for listening, and we love you. Bye. 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 Below Grade Level is a Cactus Radio production. You can contact us at podcast at cactusrodeo.com. Subscribe and follow on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, and follow Cactus Rodeo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more entertainment and updates.